0: should have won yesterday is anyone else pissed about this i mean it's like I, for i was so distraught after the game i just went and mowed my lawn for fucking no reason whatsoever i have very little grass remaining i was like running it was like watching a football game when, when they used to split in the 90s with the baseball team at the same field you know that like the a's and the Raiders. it was kind of like that but i just Well, I got to run over some leaves, but the whole point was I just wanted to get away from the Bears. Why do they do this to us all the time? Ah, Just crestfallen, man. And like I told you, my rant, I will wrap it up by saying if they lose Thursday to Carolina at Soldier Field, and my guy Ron is trying to sell his tickets right now, by the way. Great seats if he's interested. um, They should fire Ibrafus Friday. I mean, you cannot lose to the Panthers. You're screwing up the draft right now carolina second anyway behind arizona so you gotta make sure they lose
1: well i'm gonna pose this question to you uh when we come back from the opener oh yeah the cold open yes what about a tie with the panthers huh let's get into that shit let's kick this shit off first buddy
0: bears country Where is
2: it? You know that with BCP. Yeah you know me. You that with BCP. Yeah, you now with BCP. Yeah, you know
1: Like, this is about the most fun we're going to have this week right now, is is, is kind of dancing to this music right now, Dan. So, just uh, follow my lead here, ready? Okay. Two, three, four. I'm kidding. <laughs> uh, what's up, buddy? Our, I mean, they had no business losing. You know, they have no business losing at all. And it's it's... Five wins now, 21 losses for Matt Eberfluss. This is getting ridiculous. This is becoming common.
0: The Raiders Raiders fired McDaniel, and he had nine wins. And, of course, they won with with their new coach over the weekend. The Bears, like, have to grow a set here and make a move. Maybe Kevin Warren will, because as far as we know, you know, Ted Phillips isn't there anymore. Maybe he was the one that was like, oh, we're not making a move midseason. I mean, maybe the new guy, Warren, says the heck with this. He's got to go. I'm not rooting for that to happen. I want to I beat Carolina. On paper, there's some games that we should be able to win the rest of the way, even if that's with Justin or Bajan. But after Bajan's performance in the Superdome in that fourth quarter, there's no question, like people like Boomer Esiason were saying you can't go back to Justin – Yeah, I think you spoke too soon. By saying you can't go – who said that? Boomer Esiason did it at the halftime of the Bears-Saints game. He he intimated – I don't want to directly quote him. I'm paraphrasing him, but he said, well, look at the way Bajan's playing. That's it. You can't go back to fields. He's your guy.
1: I was taking a leak, and I thought I heard that from the living room. And I I asked my wife, I said, did did he just say that you can't go back to – to Justin Fields after after Tyson Bajent? She was like, I, I don't, I
0: didn't hear it. I was like,
1: damn it. I'm pretty sure I heard that.
0: Yeah, it was a size, and and um boy, did he eat his words? I mean, considering that I mean Bajant did so well in the first half. He had he had a bad pick, but uh and the throw to commit was a little dangerous, but Cole made a great catch in the end zone. I made a great catch, it was phenomenal. But in the second half, I, again, it's like I'm not saying anything profound that others haven't haven't talked about. They stopped with all the bootlegs and had him doing the same shit they're doing with Justin. Like, let's let's go empty backfield. You know, our fullbacks hurt. Let's just quit running the ball and let's put him back there without any play action or anything. Just just have him drop back and get killed. It, a lot of this is on the coaches, man. It really wait, is wait, but he was like seven of seven rolling out in the first half, and then you don't roll him out anymore. Right. It's just it's amazing. Like it's like it's like
1: Getzy says, I don't give a shit who's here. I'm calling what I want to call. Yeah, it's it's kind of back to the uh damn it. I gotta get it ready if I'm gonna say it. I'm gonna say his name. It's kind of back to the Nagy era, right? I'm not even gonna get into that. That's I have zero thought. You know, it, it's – you don't fit – you're you're a square peg in my round hole and I, I you don't fit instead of me adapting. Like the – Getse is not adapting, right?
0: No, and everyone is praising the defense, and I get it because, you know, all those possessions in New Orleans had in Bears territory in that – late in the game there, and they held them scoreless in the fourth period – but still, it feels like there's always somebody wide open. I don't know why the guys are always just wide open on our secondary. You got Eddie, jo- Eddie Jones. <laughs> I'm thinking the old 1998 Los Angeles Lakers. So Eddie Jones. No, Eddie Jackson, uh, just half-assing tackling early in the fourth quarter. Again, this guy just doesn't – he got paid and just doesn't give a fuck. But the defense – I mean, as good as they were hold- keeping them – from scoring late in the game, it's just like, why can't you get any pass rush whatsoever? You could be the scrubbiest of the scrub quarterbacks, and we're not going to get any pressure on you. Like, Carr's okay. He's okay. But, I mean, damn, like, no pressure? None? And is like, I don't give a shit either. We're losing. I, I've got one and a half sacks, and that's all I'm doing this year. <laughs> you get sweat, one pressure. Again, it's only been one game. I get it. But I don't know why, with Eberflus, we can't seem to stop someone from being wide open all the time, and we can't get a pass rush either.
1: Oh, that's a well.
0: Sanborn pick. was great though in the middle. We got to give him credit, dude. Tackling machine for sure. Maybe no, they should I'm... put Edmonds outside and leave him in the middle.
1: Um, I don't know it's 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 kind of crossed my mind too a little bit here you put Edmonds in like the Lance Briggs position he played well there last year before the injury he's played well there in in place of Edmonds this year so why not I hope Edmonds is that when he got
0: against the Chargers and they hit his knee it looked like ooh that might be the season right there but uh, hopefully that's not the case I would imagine he wouldn't play against Carolina but Maybe he'll be back. The good news, you want some good news? The Bears announced today that Khalil Herbert and uh, St. Brown are going to be back this week, potentially. So with that said, we can finally end the Valus Jones experiment. It's not working. He falls on his fucking ass against the Chargers, wide open in the end zone, and then the ball still hits him in the gut, and he can't catch it. Yesterday, we got a break, because that appeared to be a catch to me and a fumble, and uh, we got the ball back, and I think Beijing got picked right afterwards anyway. But this guy can't do anything. I mean, he can't return punts. He can't return kicks. Every kick he lets go is a touchback. Why is he on the team? He's had one good catch his whole tenure last year, I think, against Philly. And then he had a running play this year that was successful. Other than that, every time he touches the ball, he's he's dropping it. Am I, am I wrong? I mean, thankfully you could. Put Saint Brown in and leave that bum inactive. I mean, Pauls has got to be like, look, I know I drafted him, but fuck, this isn't work. They should have cut him after the game yesterday. Probably after the Charger game.
1: Who? Uh, uh Valis Jones? Yes, you That's followed awful. on national TV. He's...
0: That fumbled. <laughs> the the was... fumble yesterday. We got lucky. That was the only call that yeah. went away. They were calling bullshit all day. Uh, I thought that the penalty they called on Valus, to be fair, late in the game, they called a face mask. When he had been held for like 55 yards, I didn't see the face mask. I just kept saying, where the hell's the hold? You got two guys holding Valus. They don't call it. Mm-hmm. They called uh, a play on, uh, uh, shit, uh, not uh, 33. What's the, the guy that came in? Uh, 31, late in the game. Uh, uh Jones yeah like the the terrible pass interference call yeah. just awful and I, I there were a couple others throughout the the day where you just like i mean this fucking official must have a summer home in new orleans or something <laughs>
1: <laughs> oh man it's 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 everything you just said it's it's i i I really didn't even know where to begin with a show tonight, you know, because it's just, it's, it's the same. I wanted to say that I'm, I'm tired of the losses. Yes. And all of a sudden now we have the, the time change this weekend. So like, it feels like it's like midnight right now.
0: (laughs) Yeah. Normally that doesn't bother me so much, but I was at a wedding on Saturday and didn't get any sleep like that Bears weekend in Arlington Heights that we had. Yeah. I didn't get any sleep that, that day particularly. So I was basically up, you know, like 25. So I went to bed really early Saturday night to my point. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and then woke up early Sunday for the game. So it just feels like my whole damn sleep pattern just fucked right now.
1: Yeah. <laughs> Very thrown off by that too. But uh, I'm I'm just – and so these losses are just – it's getting to be ridiculous. I feel
0: like David Montgomery. Yeah, Maybe we should yeah. just go join the Lions too. Fuck
1: it. <laughs> here, I I'm kidding. Pull, I'm kidding. Pull this up here. I mean, this this is the worst coaches of all time for for the Bears. Wow. Five and twenty-one for Matt Eberflus. Eleven and thirty for Abe Gibran. 48 and at 40. least Abe
0: Gibron. I know it's ahead of our time, but he had a lot of personality. Matt yeah. Eberflus has no personality. Right. Fox had no personality. Jim right. Dooley shouldn't have been the coach anyway. It should have been uh, George Allen. Trestman had no personality. I like Wani. A lot of people didn't. Jerron didn't have any personality, but I kind of liked him too. I think Jerron would be pretty dirty and bad for some reason. Yeah.
1: <laughs> <laughs> But John, uh, John Fox was 14 and 34. Jim Dooley, 20 and 36. Mark Tresman, 13 and 19. Dave Wanstead, 40 and 56. By the way, he's grown on me. He, I he, like Wani. He's become a Chicago guy. I don't know how you'd think he would go become a, a Cowboys guy in Texas somewhere. Well, he's
0: from Pittsburgh. That's where right. he, he played
1: ball. He was Tony Dorsett's fullback in college. True. True. Dick Duran was, uh, what? 35 and 45. Neil Armstrong, 30. And Here's the point. This is awful. This is, this is fireable, right?
0: This has it should be. be. Look what Oakland or Las Vegas just did. Uh, Josh McDaniels, a big name guy. Now I know he didn't do well in Denver, but because of his runs with new England, he has a name. He has, he doesn't deserve that name, but he's a name coach. And they said, we're paying John Gruden a pile of money. Still, and we're still going to pay him too. Fuck it. We're, we, but we got to make a move, and they made the move. They weren't afraid to to pull the trigger, so to speak. Right.
1: And if we lose to Carolina, the Bears have to do the same thing. I'm proposing that we need to tie with Carolina because then neither of us will have a win. I can't. That I mean, in theory, that makes a lot of
0: sense. But as a Bear fan. I can't watch the game any other way. Even if it benefits us to lose, I want to win. It's just we lose all the time. So a win is a win is a win as they say and that makes me feel happy when we win. So
1: yeah, ultimately happiness comes from wins. They mean nothing at this point because there's it's a, I mean, can they make the playoffs from here? I mean, it's no
0: probably like 90% or more. I'm just pulling that figure out of my ass. But I mean, I remember now stay with me on this, uh, like the Jacksonville team in 96 that went all the way to the AFC championship. At one point they were like two and seven and finished the year nine and seven and made it all the way to the AFC championship game. So you never know. Now I'm not saying the bears are going to do that, but until they haven't, It's still a slim chance. Yeah, I mean, if you can win your games coming up, which again is a big if, because think about this: you got you got another one with Minnesota, you got another one with Green Bay, and you've got two with Detroit. So if you could win those four division games, and you're kind of back in it now. Again, that's a big if because we can't beat anybody. But maybe you got Carolina. You've got Arizona.
1: (laughs) You see what I'm selling (laughs) here? You got Atlanta. They're still. (laughs) There's some games on there. I don't see what you're selling right after you say that <laughs> on paper.
0: There's some like, they should be favored against Carolina. I don't know if they will be. they will probably just be a pick them.
1: Oh boy. We're not favored against Carolina. <laughs> call it a day, man.
0: Or bears Honestly. minus one and a half will be embarrassing too. Yeah. Considering it's in Chicago the Bears should be favored by four or five, should be. But like Mr. Mayhem says, Iberflus is a joke, man. He just keeps getting caught in lies too. You know, yeah. I, I just I don't know where to go here. Like I I like him for some reason. Like not like I like him as the coach per se, but he's already here. Like you, the team really genuinely seemed to be happy for him when they beat the Raiders. If you saw the post game stuff when the They gave him the ball, and, and, you know, he brought uh, Bajan in, and everyone was fired up, even Justin. And it felt like, okay, maybe there is something to this culture thing that they keep espousing. I don't don't know, though, but it just – it's like if he just stood up to Getsy and said, you know, quit calling these stupid fucking plays. Quit putting him in an empty backfield. Both quarterbacks, mind you. Quit putting him in an empty backfield and a shotgun – Put them under center. Maybe with Fields' injury, you might have to put him in the shotgun. I, I don't know what's gonna be more difficult for him if, if he's wearing the glove and such. But whatever the strength, however, you cater to either quarterback is what you need to do the rest of the season. Fuck right. your arrogance, fuck your ego, fuck your system. We have to try to win, or we're all out of here anyway, including you. So by God, you know, we have to cater to what our quarterbacks do well. And stop forcing them to play your system.
1: Right. Stop trying to Matt Nagy it.
0: Yes. Quit. We always do that. We like make people play out of position and because we see them as this or that. It's like, well, you know, if you were a left tackle, we're moving you to the right or vice versa. It's just, they always seem to be hamstringing themselves with these kind of moves. And hopefully Nate Davis will come back and they can just put. Jenkins back on the left and take Whitehair out. When he got that offside penalty on the tush push yesterday, I was ready to fly to New Orleans and personally lose a fight to him.
1: <laughs> but
0: I wanted him to know that I was that mad to let him kick my ass so I could tell him, Fuck you, Cody.
1: <laughs> yeah, there's been a lot of uh call to arms for Cody Whitehair from a lot of people lately. Have haven't, hasn't there? <laughs> he
0: deserves all of those call to arms. Man, he can't. Yeah. He can't play guard or center anymore. He needs to go. He has to be gone.
1: It's kind of like Cliff. By the way, we should get the chat here. Cliff Victoria, Zach Sullivan, Mo Beerman, Dobbsy 34. Uh, let's see who else is in here. Joseph Archer. Well, let's Cliff acknowledge Victoria. your clock. And I don't I didn't
0: say your cock, but your clock over your right shoulder from Zach
1: Sullivan. Zach Sullivan. Thank you for the clock, my friend. Looks, it's on time too, and, and, and Eastern time. Awesome. So, uh, yeah, thanks guys for joining us. Um, Cliff asking which co- which coaches are best. I mean, there is there 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 cannot be a possible scenario, right? If if, if we win games, like if, if we like you're saying, even though we can't win games. <laughs> And we are in the playoffs somehow. Obviously, nobody's going anywhere, right?
0: I don't know. I mean, I've seen... Remember a couple of years ago, the Titans, when the when we got Matt Nagy, the Titans went into Kansas City and beat them, which got us Nagy. And then they lost the second round, and then they fired their coach after winning a playoff game. So it, it happens, especially if everyone knows that it's kind of like, well you got lucky to get in anyway. It's like Matt Nagy should have been fired after he lost to the Saints in 2020. We brought him and Andy Dalton in.
1: Yeah. Good point. Jim Harbaugh, Jim Harbaugh, Jim Harbaugh. I I mean, I love Harbaugh. We've talked about it so many times before. I
0: just feel like the the McCaskies, even though Michael's gone now, and he was the one that hated Ditka and that persona more than, I can't say that. I know that George does, but... I feel like every hire is like, so the antithesis of Mike Ditka. So maybe it's time to go back to what was winning guys, but I don't know if they, they
1: have the balls to do it. Well, here's the thing. It's, it's, if the McCaskies hired, if George hired, if the, if everyone hired Kevin Warren to truly be the team president, but he should hire his own coach next time. Well, and not have you don't need
0: to bring somebody else in to do a search you know, or general a committee. Manager. Yeah, you use the general manager and the team president together, and they hire the next guy. Right? Is that what
1: you were going to say? Well, um, in a roundabout way, but yes, you, you George McCaskey, everyone just has to go. They they have to take their hands off of everything football. They have listen. I was at. Both the, the the Vikings and the Raiders game, and the, and George McHaxy he came through our tailgate area both games, and recognized us the second time and talked to us a little bit longer. Like he is a fan. Go be a fan. Go count the money. Tell uh, approve budgets and this and that, and just go be the fan, and let Kevin Warren run this team, and if that means. He wants to get rid of poles and fluuse because he's he's not gonna either he's keeping polls or he's not, but he 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 talks with polls and says this staff is gone, you get one more chance. I think
0: polls is safe because if he wasn't, they wouldn't have let him pull off that trade with Washington, in my opinion.
1: Correct. I agree with you. So therefore, we can both agree that polls is safe for another head coach. So if it's not, he, he, here's here's my thing. Jim Harbaugh is like so obvious. It's, it is so bears obvious that Jim Harbaugh needs to be the Chicago Bears next head coach. He has the quarterback that he can do wonders with. He wins everywhere he's ever been. He, his dream job is to be the coach of the bears. He idolizes the era that he grew up loving and came from with that team. First round pick 1987, baby out of Michigan, Jim Harbaugh. He just let him come here and let Ian Cunningham go and take another general manager, become a general manager somewhere. And then just give Jim, Jim Harbaugh, the assistant general manager position. So he kind of works hand in hand with polls and, and, and they, they do this, you know, with the, the same vision of building this team with what they need. And the, the only problem that I would have with that is that if he goes to a 3-4 again, because then we're like, so if if, if he uh, knows someone that can run a 4-3 with what we have and continue to build on that, I think that's the best way to go defensively. But I, I it, it's not really a worry, it's just i would be more excited to see what jim harbaugh could do in his twilight years of coach for the next 15 you know plus years as the bears head coach and he becomes like the next idolized you know figure of chicago like and and he builds that team that we all idolize all over again and it came from that student of the bears that would be fucking it's so obvious it seems. It like, it sure seems
0: like if Hallis were still alive, obviously he died in 1983, but if George Hallis were still here, when he's pointing at Soldier Field at that statue, he would be pointing at Jim Harbaugh saying, that's a guy we should hire. If he hired Mike Ditka, who was just a special teams coach at the time, not to take anything away from that, but he didn't even have any head coaching experience, but he liked his attitude – he liked his demeanor. He knew he played here. He was a part of the organization. And they left on bad terms over money. But he still knew, like, fuck, this guy is the right guy. We need attitude-wise. And Harbaugh is just like that. He's a younger version of it. It's who we taught him, was Mike Ditka. I mean, Ditka had that famous rant where he blew up on him in the Metrodome in 92, mm-hmm. what he called the Audible which still, if Neil Anderson would have heard it, it was too loud. He couldn't hear it. Maybe we win the game, but whatever, it happens. And then he was like, you know, yelling at him on the sidelines to the point he's about to have another heart attack. And then says in the the meeting, like, yeah, we got a quarterback who thinks he knows more than I do. He won't fucking listen, and all that and all that did could you know humbled him, embarrassed him on TV, and Harbaugh still views Ditka as his hero. So what's that tell you about Harbaugh? He's like, okay, yeah, man, I fucked up. I mean, but I don't take it personally because he was right, you know. Mm-hmm.
1: And if he's the head coach, when Ditka, you know, because he's he's getting up there, man. So yeah, if he if he's the head coach for the next fifteen years, Ditka would be so it would be, you know, it would, it's it's so it's just so obvious to me as a as a diehard, true, fucking lifelong Bears fan, like everyone here is. To me, that is the obvious choice. Make it happen. If the Bears want to make
0: money, and we know that the McCaskies like to make money. And, I mean, I'm not saying that they don't want to win because that, there's no way of proving that, and I don't believe it anyway. But we know they like to make money. How fired up would your fan base be if you hired Jim Harbaugh? How many jerseys and, and tickets are you going to sell just because the people suddenly have faith again? And again, if you have field, if you bring Fields back and you, you you draft Marvin Harrison Jr. or wherever else you go, if you don't end up taking another quarterback, you could also be like, well, look what he did with Colin Kaepernick. Like yep. he can win with Fields, and we don't have to waste our pick on a, a quarterback and start all over again.
1: Ka- Kaepernick is half the athlete that Fields is. He's half the quarterback that Fields is. And Jim took them to
0: the Super Bowl with Kaepernick as as the guy.
1: It, it, it's just so obvious Dan it's so obvious <laughs> my god like come on just just sit back and say yes and no to money and let Kevin Warren run this team talk to polls hey we're getting I've already I've been talking to Jim he's on board we're gonna do this
0: Harbaugh I, I guarantee at some point would we'll fight Dan Campbell because of their personalities. <laughs> you Just know the the way Ditka and, and uh uh fuck what the Green Bay coach, uh Forrest Gregg, how they were always feuding, that would be the thing. It would definitely be Campbell and uh Jim Harbaugh, I think.
1: Yes, it would be awesome. The the shit talking going back and forth between the two. It would be so clear it would be the 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 gridiron brought back here to the NFC North it would be the you know the monsters on the midway again oh damn he would he would harbaugh would defend us and he would be able to handle this fucking media in ways that no coach has ever been able to handle since ditka himself right so he knows how to do that he knows that the media the player i mean he's gonna he does have a, a history of wearing out his welcome but he's in the right fucking city to do it he might just not wear out his welcome yeah,
0: I mean, it's been I a long place. all of us are just so starved for winter. And again, his, you know, he was there 87 through 93. It's not like we don't know him. We know he's had success uh, along the way in college and the pros and back in college again. That attitude, I mean, his attitude is kind of what the Bears want. The Bears fans, I mean, mm-hmm. if that bravado
1: wears thin in some places, but this is his home, man. This is it. It doesn't wear thin here. It's that it's what we need. The fan base needs it. <laughs> We're starving for it. For Crying out loud. He just needs the mustache and he's good to go after that. Yeah. I, and you know,
0: when you look back at post Ditka again, Wani didn't win enough, but they always played hard for Wanstead, And I always appreciate that fact. Lovey's a complete dip, a different personality than Ditka. Obviously, but his players liked him. But beyond that, I mean, the the coach, you know, John Fox had a certain swagger because he had taken two teams to Super Bowls, but it didn't carry over here at all. So, I mean, for the most part, uh, since Ditka, we haven't really had a coach. But again, I want to acknowledge Lovey in there and Wani, but I just think, all of them had different personalities. And the one that we would all well, love to have is, is like Harbaugh, like Ditka.
1: Yeah. Like, like Cliff's saying here, it'll be at least four years before Harbaugh asked for part of the, for, for, part, uh, team ownership. Give it to him because if he becomes that, like we're talking about, he, 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 he deserves it.
0: Yeah. I don't, I don't care about that at all. Like let that work itself out whenever that presents itself right now. Let's think about this guy could get us back to a Super Bowl and potentially win it again mm-hmm. And like this guy hates to lose he lost his Super Bowl to his fucking brother, which still like I'm sure keeps him up at night literally he's mm-hmm. so damn competitive <laughs> but it does <laughs> yeah, so he desperately wants to win another one or get back to it and win it and why not
1: here? And it's the perfect timing. he's got this shit going on. who cares? who cares? Just sit back and count the X's and O's and approve X's and O's. That's it. Let Warren run this shit, and don't just don't look back. Football wise, if they don't hire Harbaugh, let's just say for whatever reason they're like,
0: "Don't we're not hiring him." Then I I like Flores's uh, disposition. The Minnesota D coordinator he used to coach in Miami he's got an attitude and a swagger to him as well. And he blitzes almost every other play. And as a bear fan, that kind of makes me hard, <laughs> you know, like pressure, pressure. Yes. Otis Wilson, Richard dent sacks. Yeah. So uh, I, I like him and, uh, but I, I hope for Harbaugh.
1: Yeah. Walter's saying I'd stay six miles away from the incoming train wreck. That is Jim Harbaugh. I don't understand. Walt.
2: Well, there were
0: some people let's not bury the lead. We haven't done a show in a few weeks just because we are both at the Raiders game and travel and all that shit. So, uh, since we were on the air together, <laughs> since we were on the air together, the bears made that big trade for sweat, which a lot of people for some reason are, are unhappy
1: about, like,
0: I don't know what your thoughts are. We haven't spoken at all about it, but I was happy with the trade
1: oh i uh, listen i love the trade i love the contract everything Uh, my only concern is that it was for a team that's not it was a it was a, a a trade for a team that is in win now mode for a team that is not in win now mode so by the time he's what 30 years old are we finally ready to win because you know dan the last last season i thought we were about ready to win I mean, for many reasons, uh, another game added to the schedule, another playoff game added to the schedule, uh, a new coach. We had uh, the, the the Niners and the Packers right at the beginning, I think, so we we, we could get them off balance because they, they didn't know our new offense yet. They didn't have enough time to study, all that shit. And we won three games. And now, uh, I mean, shit, we had five people on here that we all collectively picked 11 and six, and we have two wins and it's like i i i I don't even know anymore dan it's 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 getting exhausting yeah Yeah.
0: it it is and it just feels like i don't want to blame everything on coaching because at the end of the day it's your fucking line can't stay in their stance false start false start i mean braxton jones is, is having a horrendous second year I know he's just coming back from injury. He had a bunch of false starts prior to going out. I'm not going to be critical of Darnell Wright because he's still a rookie and still playing well. Jenkins is playing really well when he's in there. Uh, I I, don't know, but the point is the players have to play. And, you know, Valus Jones constantly fumbling and dropping passes. But, again, maybe that's coaching again. Like, why do you keep forcing him out? We know why because he's a third-round pick. But at some point – the Bears have to quit being stubborn. We can't be force fed Velas Jones and we can't force Justin and Bajant to play in a shotgun constantly in an
1: empty backfield. Why don't they go under center more? It just Who doesn't knows? make sense to me. Who the fuck knows? That's what I'm saying. It's like you remember
0: again, I I said this story so many times that Bears Chargers game in 19, they're booed off the field at the half. They come out in the third quarter. They start running I-formation, and suddenly they're running the ball down the Chargers' throat. Somewhere through the fourth quarter, he quits doing that, and we lose because Pinero misses a field goal. But um, because he kicked from the wrong hash. Didn't know what hash he wanted to kick from. <laughs> right, Which, right, but, right. But Nagy said, after the game, I wasn't brought here to run the I-formation. Right. To me, that's that quote exemplifies this coaching staff, too. because. Huh? They were brought here to run the shotgun every play. Well, sometimes you have to look at your players and say, well, like I always use this analogy, Pat Riley, fun and gun, run, showtime with the Lakers. He goes to the Knicks and says, well, shit, we don't got that that team. So I'm going to be physical and have Charles Oakley and Patrick Ewing knock your fucking head off, along with Anthony Mason, and we're going to slow down and play a post game instead of running you know, and shooting with 15 seconds on the shot clock. The point is, he saw his talent and he was able to make an adjustment. And we don't have that with our coaches. I just don't understand that. That's the reason why Mike Dantoni, I'm switching sports too much here, but Mike Dantoni couldn't win with the Rockets or the Suns or the Knicks or anywhere because he, he just whenever his guys are like there was a playoff game with the Rockets and the Warriors were in, I think it was game seven of the Western Conference Finals, where the Rockets missed 27 three-pointers. Hey, We don't have Steph Curry on the team, Harden. Stop fucking shooting from 44 feet. Go inside. But he didn't have the, like, that was his system. He couldn't make any adjustments. Couldn't even make them make an adjustment within a game. And that's why he doesn't have a job, man. I mean, you got to be able to make adjustments when if like, well, I'd like to do this, but our talent says we should do this and we can win like this. Then win like that. Like, think about this. Brian Billick. Was the OC for the Randy Moss, Chris Carter, 98 Vikings team that won 15 and one. Randall Cunningham slinging the rock all over the place. Moss and Carter, like I said, Jake Reed, all these guys just catching these balls, you know, scoring 40 points a game. He goes to Baltimore and says, We don't have that here, but we got this great fucking defense that I can win a Super Bowl without that offense, even though that's my background. And he did. Mm-hmm. He wasn't trying to force them to Trent Dilfer or Tony Banks to be Cunningham or, 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 uh, Jeff George, mm-hmm. he knew what he had, man. And they played to their strengths. And again, Brian Billick is the idea of who we need, not like him specifically. His time has passed, but right. I meant that type of coach that can say, Hey, I would like to play this way, but this is what we got. So let's ride with the horses we have.
1: And for me, that's just, that's it's like Jim Harbaugh or bust. I, I'm on board, man. I, I would love to have Jim. I know the problem. And here's the thing. It's it'll never happen. It's too it's too fucking obvious. It's just too obvious. They won't do it. Maybe maybe they didn't give him an interview last
0: time, but maybe because of the turmoil that is going to force him out of Michigan, whether he wants to be, at, he'd be there or not, because at least before the Bears had an out, well, they've got that contract and blah, blah. He's going to be gone. It appears more than likely in Michigan. So now it's almost a sin if you don't at least interview him. So they didn't even give him an interview last time. But I mean, maybe now because of the failures of hiring coaches like Flus and Nagy and Tressman that have never been head coaches anywhere, maybe they say even though it failed with Fox, maybe they're like, we need a coach who's got experience that's done it before.
1: And and the only thing that it would take. To make that happen is back to what I said. If the McCaskies just control the X's and O's, and go, yes, we can aff- we can approve that dollar amount.
0: Oh, they're a billion dollar empire.
1: No, they we can, can approve, approve whatever. Mo- they can
0: approve whatever amount they want.
1: But th- but I'm saying that's all they. If if they just literally step to that level, and that's all they do is just control that, and not go, well, this doesn't fit my. Uh, Oh well, he's being investigated, but no, no, just let let it ride. And you you hired Kevin Warren for a reason. He's a football guy. He's worked with Jim Harbaugh in the past. If he decides that's his guy and he works with polls with it, and you know, they make it happen. Don't just well think uh, about
0: like Pete Carroll. Pete Carroll got hired in Seattle after all those. He had a bunch of damning allegations against him at where USC, mm-hmm. and was basically forced out, and then should have won two Super Bowls with the Seahawks. It's his own fault he didn't win the second one, but the point is he turned them around almost instantaneously. And when they hired him, he was a guy that just got kicked out of college. Mm-hmm. So the same thing could could be here with Jim. You know, bring him back. I just I hope that whomever they hire is somebody that's done something before. Has the right attitude and has won before, not necessarily a Super Bowl, but again, someone that's that's knows what he's doing. We don't need a coach here that's learning on the fly and trying to figure it out. We need somebody that's got a plan right from the
1: jump. Yes, I I just, I, I, I thank you, Cliff. I just don't see that happening, like, I don't see. I mean, maybe only- Jim. Maybe Jim
0: said something dirty to Virginia back in the day. He's like, I heard you like players. You want to <laughs> lick on this peanut? I mean, I don't know. Maybe there's a reason they don't like him. I don't know what it is. We know he's got that kind of abrasive personality. Maybe he said something or did something 30 years ago that pissed them off. I I can't imagine beyond that they would just be like, "There's no Harbaugh. No way. Fuck Harbaugh."
1: But maybe who knows. Dickie would have to go to them and be like, "Listen, guys, you gotta get you. Gotta, it's got to be Jim Harbaugh, guys." Can Mike write a letter? That's what we need—the letter yeah. that they wrote for Buddy Ryan. We need the players to write a letter
0: now, and you're like, "We want Jim Harbaugh." Yeah, he started out with the Raiders as an assistant. When he become a coach, so that makes sense too. Please no. Please no. You know, I know that everyone will shit on this. I'm not saying that, again, not saying this is what I would hire this guy, but personality-wise, uh, Gruden is the kind of guy that has that personality too. And I know he got railroaded. He said some terrible things 20 years ago, or whatever. I'm not trying to make light of it. I'm just saying it kind of probably wasn't fair what happened to him at the Raiders, but he's got that disposition and he's won before. I'm not saying you hire him given what happened but someone like him that just brings a swagger to your team and a certain toughness. Mm-hmm. Whether you like John Gruden or not, the players always seem to like him. And, again, he's got that attitude that what we've been missing. I'll tell you another guy, if Pittsburgh would ever let Mike Tomlin go, I'd love Mike Tomlin here. Oh, God, of course. Mike Tomlin's a guy that runs basically the same defense and usually has bad offense and still wins.
1: Yeah. He's doing it with Gino Smith right now. <laughs> I would have never yeah, thought that would have happened. <laughs> yeah, well, I'm not saying to hire Pete. Uh, Pete's pretty old. No, I know, but I know what you're saying though is you're you're just giving the analogy of someone like uh, well, I was, yeah,
0: someone like Gruden or a uh, Mike Tomlin. Like I said, I really like Mike's approach and his again tough as nails kind of attitude, which is like what Detroit has now with Dan Campbell, and I'm a little bit envious
1: of. We got penis envy there from uh, Dan Campbell. I remember uh, this off season saying, uh, man, uh, that uh, Mike McDaniel is going to make a good head coach someday. And then he was like the last head coach signed by the dolphins. And now look at what he's doing. It's it's incredible. God, I was on my way back home
0: yesterday uh, from that wedding. I was desperately trying to get there and there was this huge amount of road work that I had to get through and, I got home right at kickoff, but I listened to the end of that Miami game. I, otherwise, I wouldn't have paid any attention to it at all. I was just listening because I was driving and stuck in traffic and such. But for the Dolphins to be down 21-0 and come back, be down 21-14, approaching a, a potential tie in overtime, did you hear how they lost with a bad snap? Oh, my God. Wait, bad who did- the Miami, they lost on a fourth down play with a bad snap on fourth down.
1: Yeah, I, I was watching the game, yeah. Oh,
0: my God, that's so yeah. bears. It sounds like something, especially if Whitehair was playing
1: center, that's definitely what would happen. That's <laughs> exactly what would have happened. <laughs> I mean, that, they, the, the Chiefs were trying to give him that game, and that happened at the end. It was like I was rooting for the, for Miami.
0: Oh. yeah me too i like mike mcdaniel too ever since the game we were at when they showed him in nfl films when fields got knocked out of bounds on the Dolphins sidelines
1: he's like would you stop running <laughs> 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 would you just stop <laughs> Did you see the one where he was like he saw the camera was on him on the big board and he was like Run the ball the next 11 plays. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, he's got a lot of charisma. I like him, too. We
1: didn't yeah. even interview him, of course. Nope, of course not. Well, I, I I mean, there was literally like one team left, and nobody had interviewed him. Not even
0: the know. Broncos, and that's where he was. He was a fucking ball boy there. Yeah.
1: So it just came out of nowhere. I mean, that's just kind of how it happens but I remember saying to myself, he's going to make a good head coach someday. And then <laughs> he got hired. So good for him.
0: No, yeah, we need somebody like that though. Like again, that. someone that has fire and not, I mean, again, I know it's the antithesis of what I'm saying with lovey, but it worked. We don't know, really know how lovey was with his players. We, it's not like he was super passive and quiet with the guys. It's just the way he was externally, I think, but we, I could believe Jerron being really quiet and respectful, and Tressman being quiet and respectful. And we again, not saying these guys are assholes, but we need a guy like that though that that presents fire and like you're almost afraid to fuck up. Mm-hmm. Like you're you, you can't Olay Eddie Jackson. You do that, Ditka's going to put you on the fucking bench or or just cut you. Mm-hmm. we we just have coaches here that let you do. We can call it the hit system, but there's no accountability. Absolutely none. Again, and- Eddie Jackson, O-laying tackles all the time now since he got paid. His ass should have been cut or benched years ago. Mm-hmm. As soon as he comes back, he does it again. It's like, dude, do you care at all? No passion whatsoever. He's got
1: to go. I would think. I would think. He has to go. He has to go. There, he he's He has to go. <laughs> you're hoping for more wins this season me yes but
0: either way he has
1: to go (laughs) yeah what are
0: we now two and seven so it means we have eight games left i'm wanting i want eight no the rest of the way (laughs) i mean fuck that draft pick let's let carolina keep losing and get their high draft pick and and i want them to win you know six seven eight games the rest of the way through i don't know if that will happen it probably won't but that's what I'm hoping for. Yeah. And if you can't, if you can't
1: root for that to happen, then why are you a fan? Briski saying coaching elevates teams, but it all starts with talent on the field. To be honest, no coach can fix poor talent. I mean, this team has some pretty good talent. You look at uh, whether or not they can stay healthy is the question. Brisker is a talent uh, injured not on the field very much every, every year. Misses a lot of time. I should say Gordon has missed some time. Uh, Jalen Johnson has missed some time every year. Um, I mean, even last year, uh, uh, Mooney, 50, Mooney missed time, uh, 57 missed time last year. Sanborn, yeah. Sanborn's playing again back in that middle spot and he looked great, you know, this past weekend, uh, the talent is there it's 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 why is it not work with this hits schmidt's principle is just not coming together it's it's kind of what everyone has made fun of it to be since its inception of him coming to chicago so it's just time to move on
0: there's a crazy conspiracy theory that i don't believe there's no proof of it but they're trying to say there are people on Twitter or X saying like <laughs> that the only reason the Bears hired Eberflus was because his sister used to fuck Michael McCaskey. <laughs> I I I just can't see it again. McCaskey's been his died died a while ago. Eberflus is in his fifties now. Like like his sister would have been like twenty years younger than Michael. Maybe maybe he was slaying some pussy. I don't know, but. I just feel like that's probably not true.
1: I mean, but do you think that, because I have it in my, just in my own heart of hearts, I believe that Ryan Poles did not want to hire Eberflus. I don't know. He seems to
0: like, I mean, I know every coach, when they get that boat of confidence, it, it feels like, ooh, that's that's disingenuous and you're on your way out. It feels like those two guys really are boys, though. I don't know if he hired him or, or not, but it feels like he really likes him, though. I agree with Cliff on that, man. Gatsy, too much ego, too little coaching skill. He's like, I worked with Aaron Rodgers. I wiped his fucking ass for him. <laughs> so I want, like, the Rodgers rub here. It's like, you know, you didn't earn any of that. Like, we're seeing that with that little midget coach in Green Bay now. Without Rodgers, what's he, 3-5, and 3-6, and six
1: or whatever? That was just having this conversation with my buddy it's like oh my god i
0: listened to green bay radio for like 10 minutes until i just couldn't handle it on the way home too and the packers are saying they want to move away from jordan love starting next year they want a new quarterback next year i'm like you spoiled fucking fucks you're Like, yes welcome to our world motherfucker yeah, you spoiled fucks i mean i know this guy he threw the game winning or game losing pick to denver but I mean, has he been that bad?
1: Like, do you? There's
0: no hope with him. Like, I don't know if that's true.
1: Raging Oracle saying here, kind of a side note. Harbaugh would want too much power, and I could see Harbaugh doing things to try to undermine Warden, Kevin Warren, like a John Gruden might do. Uh, maybe. I mean, right. but maybe if Jim loses his gig in in Michigan.
0: Maybe he's like I got a fucking mortgage to pay. <laughs> I mean, he might just want a fucking job.
1: Well, he he might also just you know be happy with his dream, his dream job and follow in his, you know, go into his place where he belongs in it. Which would exactly. have some power, some power, uh, assistant general manager power and then head coach power. And then of course everyone works together from there. And the and vision, he, the vision and he, comes to life, and we win a Super Bowl, and then it's like, well, okay. we, You were right, Jim. Yeah, that's what I was going to say. You could give Jim more responsibility
0: or more, uh, you know, ability to be more of a GM, assistant GM type once he wins. Mm-hmm. Like, you can earn it. Your pathway is here. You don't have to give it all at once, though.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Well said, my friend.
0: Well, everything we're saying is conjecture, of course, and – we still have eight games left. I, If I'm writing a script right now, regardless of the coach, in a perfect world, somehow, someway, Justin comes back and solidifies the job as being his. Because right now, if they just said, okay, the thumb, fuck it, we're putting him on ice, he's on IR the rest of the year. Like, he hasn't done it yet. Like, if for some reason he didn't play the rest of the year, you'd have to draft a quarterback. He's not given us any reason to think at this juncture that he's the guy. And, again, if I'm writing a script as a Bears fan, regardless of who the coach is, it would be great to think we can play with Justin in his fourth year and then uh, accept his fifth year and not have to worry about paying him for two more years
1: and try to win a Super Bowl now. Or... I presented this question on the Greg Gabriel uh, show in chat today. What if, and you know, Dan, you know that I like to pontificate. So just pontificate with me here for a second, guys, everyone here in chat. What if you draft that first pick? You got to go Marvin Harrison Jr. if, If you can get him, let's just say you can get him. Okay. Then the second pick, there's a quarterback there. Maybe it is Caleb Williams because he fell a little bit because he's turning into a diva. Just whoever it is, you you take him, right? Now you have two more years of Justin Fields. So you have a quarterback that you drafted high that can sit on the bench and learn and not play. Like... Rodgers. Right. Or uh, Steve McNair. Or Patrick Mahomes for a year or Tom Brady for a year. And then, you know, then, you know, by maybe you don't even have to pick up the fifth year option. And you know that that quarterback, but Justin Fields has looked good enough. But, you know, the other quarterback is you're, you're hiding him and you know that he looks better than Justin in practice. And then you trade Justin Fields and you get it. Then you have another he, he plays well enough to get you like a late first round pick and, a, you know, a couple others. Then you're setting yourself up for the future even more. Or if ju- if if Justin Fields just starts to dominate, then you you trade Caleb Williams or whoever that Drake May, whoever the quarterback might. Which, be, and you get this. Coach.
0: Sorry, go ahead, go ahead. I, my bad. I was just going to reference San Diego did this because Drew Brees was struggling and they drafted Eli and traded him for Philip Rivers, and then Drew Brees started <laughs> playing his ass off. Yeah. And and then they like the only reason they got rid of Drew, I think, is because he got hurt. He, like, hurt his shoulder in the last game he was in San Diego. So they
1: were like, oh, he's got a bad shoulder now. So we're just going to turn it over to Rivers. I mean, it's so rare that we are ever in this position that we have had the first pick last year, and now we have two picks in the first round. I can't remember the last time that happened. And and... the last time the Bears had two picks in the first round, and I'm sure that was 89. Okay, so it's, it's been that a while. That was
0: when we had Trace Armstrong
1: and Donnell Wolford in the first and, and round. And these could be like two, potentially, they could be two top five picks. So, I mean, why not just be greedy? Like, we've, we have been so quarterback starved for so long, and if we still don't know what we have at the end of this season with Justin Fields, why not?
0: I got a scenario for you. I'll pontificate with you. Okay. How about now, again, I'd like to see Justin earn his spot to where he's the guy and we don't even have to question it. So if anyone's saying I'm being a field leader, that's not my intention. Okay. But -hmm. let's say that Justin isn't the guy. Maybe just maybe you trade him to say Atlanta, for example, maybe you get a second, maybe you get a third. I don't know. And maybe you draft that kid from USC, but you could sign, in the meantime, soon-to-be free agent Kirk Cousins. I know he's hurt. I'm not saying Kirk specifically. As an example, someone that is going to put up good stats and and score for you just as a band-aid. I don't mean somebody shitty like Andy Dalton, but Cousins is somebody that at least... They score a lot when he's there and he has really good stats. I'm not saying him specifically, but you sign a veteran for maybe two years and then turn it over to the kid. That's it. And you get another pick if you trade Justin that way too.
1: Okay. As long as it's a decent enough veteran, like a Kirk cousins that you wouldn't be like tempted to put the other guy in.
0: Right. Right. Someone that's had success before. Again, maybe Kirk is coming off this uh, Achilles and maybe that's a guy you can't touch. But so I'm just saying a veteran, the proven veteran that could come in and win some games for you and not be at the end of his days to where it's like I never thought Andy Dalton was that good anyway. So definitely no. not him. Maybe, maybe the way Foles could have been with if we had a better coach. Yeah. I mean, if Foles comes here, like let's say after they win the Super Bowl in Philly, you can't tell me he couldn't win any games at all then. Right. You know, if the Bears had him in say 2018 instead of Mitch, maybe they go to the Super Bowl. Although it's not Mitch's fault that you know, asshole can't make a kick and then goes on the today show and says, My dogs don't care if I miss field. Goals. <laughs> well, we do, Cody, you fuck.
1: May I am saying I don't I don't want that diva Caleb Williams on the Bears. I don't either, man. Anyone that even insinuates wanting ownership in a team, and, and here's the thing, Dan, is He's what he's got to be the first player in college, you know, college football to probably have made, let's just say, 10 million dollars. Right. At this point, because of how the all the laws, the rules change and shit. Right. And he's he's like this one of the first big college superstars in football since then. Right. So uh, endorsements, all this other shit, jersey sales, whatever the hell he's 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 got to be up there. Right. So that's giving him this. It's inflating his ego more than needed to be. And so he's, you know, I know his dad doing a lot of the talking, but you know, word is he wants uh, ownership in the team that drafts him. Like, fuck off! You think you're going to get ownership? And I don't think that's even legal. Tom Brady can't even get ownership in in the freaking Patriots with what he's done. You can't you can't come out and ask anyone for that. So that's just uh, obviously not the kind of guy. And, and this here's the here's the issue. I feel it's going it's gonna get worse over time because you're going to have these players over the course of time who are going to be better eventually that are going to, you know, have bigger seasons than him and be more popular and make more money. And if one person even, you know, some, let's say the Packers draft him, and well, they're like, well, it's a fan ownership. Uh, team so they find someone they can get stock from (laughs) to give them that you know and then (laughs) the next the next big shot comes along he wants ownership in the team and it's just going to be this uh you know you you can't let it happen man so the other guys from north carolina right that they're making is is adding to their egos that are becoming out of college in the future to end my statement
0: well the the other preeminent college quarterback that people were talking about is that unc right
1: um, I can't think of his name. But we don't. US, Caleb Campbell is, or uh, Caleb Williams is USC and Drake May is North Carolina. Yeah, UN... you. Yeah, we
0: don't want another North Carolina quarterback. <laughs> if if we can't go Ohio State again, even though the the guy at the Texans is surely showing that that's bullshit, but the Trubisky curse remains. We do not want another
1: UNC quarterback. That, that's my first uh, thought as well. Yeah, but if you look at him, he's pretty damn good. If you watch him, he's pretty damn good. How about we just we just fix the O line and stick with Justin, with Tyson backing him up for another year. That's a great idea, Jay Sanders. I'm I'm not opposed to that. I think uh, they need to
0: sign. I don't know who the lists are or what have you, but they need to sign a veteran center that can get the job done, can snap the fucking ball, and mm-hmm. can block. You could put Jenkins at left guard. Davis is signed up. If he could stay healthy at right guard, you got uh, right at right tackle. So maybe you sign or draft a left tackle and you sign a center or vice versa. You could pretty much
1: fix that if people could stay healthy. I think you keep Tevin Jenkins at right tackle.
0: I think Darnell Wright is doing fairly well, especially being a rookie. I mean, mean,
1: mean, right guard, sorry.
0: But you have Nate Davis under contract. Do you just keep him on the bench? Put
1: him at left guard.
0: Well, if he can play it, whatever. I think his whole career he's been right uh, guard from what I understand. Either way, I think Jenkins is doing well when he stays healthy. And you got to get a new center. You got to move away from white hair. And I know Braxton did fairly well last year, not even missing a snap, but he's, he's had a disastrous second year. No, he hurt his neck. I get that, but he was struggling before then. So I think you need a, a better left tackle and a and you, you got to get a good center. Period. Yeah, I don't I care agree. if that's through free agency or through, and I don't mean someone that's a, like a, Oh, we got Lucas Patrick through free. We need someone that's a proven fucking commodity at center. You know, yes. so, uh, I'm not saying Olin Kruitz is walking through that door, but somebody like that where you're just like, oh,
1: okay, you got your center now. They need to, but they need to find someone like that. They have to. They need to get someone in the draft that they plug and play for the next 12 years. You know, they, they've, they, they've had a lot of luck with centers, you know, in their history. It's kind of crazy. We've been kind of. In this uh, revolving door of centers for how long right now? Since Olin, yeah, since Olin. So get that shit right, guys. That's the guy. I mean, if it is, is is Braxton Jones? Is he the answer at left tackle? Is he the future? Probably not, but you need backups who have
0: experience. If you sign an all-pro-left tackle, they've got the money. Just as an example, whatever the guy is, whomever it is, they sign a guy, and then you have Braxton as his backup, you have a hell of a lot more confidence than Larry Borum
1: coming in and being the backup. Mm-hmm. And if there's a – what is it, the Penn State tackle? So, I mean, I obviously I'm joking. They're not going to draft a quarterback this year. I, I, I don't expect them to. I'm just – putting out the what ifs to make your brains explode and think for a second about what if. But it would be great to get uh, Marvin Harrison Jr. And if if there's a solid bookend left tackle there, you can plug and play for the next 12 years, like same thing as center. Then you can get center in what now amounts to, what, the third round?
0: Or you could sign one of them via free agency and then draft the other one. If you draft the center or the left tackle, sign the other one. You might, you might want to sign a veteran center, you know, because maybe it's more difficult for a rookie center to be out there with all the checks and, you know, and and the audibles and the silent counts and being on the road. You almost want it to be a guy that's got experience, but
1: unapologetic truth saying I have no faith in Braxton. What's up, unapologetic? I think that's the first time we've seen you here. Thanks for joining us. Uh, what do you mean? Like, what, what, what do you lack faith in with Braxton? He's saying Braxton is no good. Like, but what is he? Does he get? Are you still thinking he's getting bull rushed too much? Uh What in his play has stood out to you that has given false you false no start,
0: fear? false
1: start, false start, false start, false start? Everyone's. And then hold somebody. Then, but then somebody else is holding. If he's not false starting, holding Cody Whitehair, sixty-two.
0: Mm-hmm. Oh God, Whitehair just is. He he is my least favorite bear right now on the team. And I, I, this guy has no. I mean, and that, I don't know. Maybe Valus Jones. It's like I don't know. I I thought Whitehair was done five years ago. I don't know how he stays on the team. I still don't hate him as much as that bastard that uh, he's in jail now. Oh, God, what was his name? He dropped the game-winning touchdown from Matt Barkley against the Titans at Soldier Field. Oh, he played special teams. Josh Bellamy. Josh Bell. I hated Josh Bellamy more than most Bears that I've ever seen in my life.
1: Oh, God, yeah. yeah. (laughs) Wasn't there, like... A rumor he was, like, screwing somebody's girlfriend on the team. That's what that fight was about. Yes, yes. And he was
0: always bragging about how his kids had Versace diapers. I didn't even know Versace made diapers. Like, <laughs> they only slept on silk and all this kind of shit. I mean, just this dude yeah. had that an ego like he was Jerry Rice, and he was a bum.
2: Yeah.
0: I think he's in jail
1: now. I believe you're right. It's a good place for him. I thought you were talking about the other guy, uh Sam, the cocaine guy. Oh, he's out now.
0: I think he did a decade in there though. Sam Heard. Oh, Sam Hurd, yeah. Thank you, Mo. I think he I'm pretty sure he got out.
1: Wow, really? That's he did like 10
0: years them? of time.
1: I think he did 10 <laughs> years though. What does this clock say? <laughs> this is oh, it doesn't have years on it. No. My God. Time flies, man. That felt like yesterday. Do you think, before you wrap it up, do you think the
0: Bears re sign Mooney at this point?
1: I think you would have to, right?
0: You can get him at out No, yesterday was pretty much the first good game he's had all season.
1: Yeah. Yeah, that's, I'll give you that. I, I I think you have to. I mean, can't you get him for a good deal now? I would oh. think so. I, I don't know. You definitely got to bring back the
0: corner at this point, though.
1: Jalen Johnson, yes. Yeah,
0: I think he, maybe you should get him done in season. Just go yeah, and resign him now so that it would be good faith for him and, and moving forward. I mean, he, it, 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 he said, polls have said, I think on Sunday, that they want to bring him back. They don't want him to go. Well, then, then fucking pay him. We've got the cap space, and, and the cap's are increasing next
1: year anyway. Front load, front load it so he gets the money next year and the year after, the most money. And then you can work on, you know, the hope that you're paying Justin Fields by that time. So. Let's hope. um, Let's hope. So I think that's the overall consensus. This coaching staff must get the fuck out of here, Dan. At the end of the season, I don't want a mid-fire. I don't want a mid-season fire. There's there's no one to replace anybody. Just let it ride out. What if you
0: lose to Carolina by, like, two touchdowns oh, God. i mean would you consider giving him the hook then well
1: let f- fuck the score no, let's you, you say pot- it's an embarrassment you're pontificating now i got you. yeah okay let's say
0: whatever the loss is regardless of the points on friday morning all of the national fucking shows espn nfl network everyone's making fun of you they're just like, Oh my God, how bad are the bears? You know, then do you think you fire this guy?
1: Okay. Before uh, sincere now, no, you're Kevin Warren or you're Ryan Poles. Who are you? I'm asking yeah. you if you were one of these guys, do you advocate? I don't, have, I don't have anyone to replace them with. So my answer is no. You just ride it out, man. You go, okay, well, I guess we'll have the f- second or first. If we were at,
0: <laughs> at if we were at a dollar general or family dollar store anywhere in America and fucked up egregiously one or two times, they wouldn't be saying we don't have anybody to hire us. They'd fucking bring a kid in from fucking just graduate high school. Either way. Oh, we can't fire him because we don't have anyone to replace him. They, they would get rid of us. And mm-hmm. that's like a low level job, right? this is a very important job where there's only 32 head coaches in the whole league. So if, if McDonald's can fire you and have to worry about who's going to be on the clock in the morning, tomorrow morning, and they still do it,
1: then why can't the bears when it's an important gig? Well, it kind of goes back to what I was saying. If McCaskey is truly just walking around in the tailgate section, talking with people, and controlling the x's and o's then if kevin warren is really the guy it could it could potentially have if they lose by two touchdowns to the panthers i know i know one thing if i was kevin warren somebody's getting fired but i i just don't know who i would replace him with so therefore i don't even know what i would do if i was kevin warren (laughs) i mean You're going, to, you're going to fire uh, Eber and what? Uh, bring in Mike Dick off the street to run the team for the rest of the season? Well, clearly not, because Mike's almost 90 years old. Right, but like who, who would you – it's to the point. Who would you bring in? You'd have to promote somebody. So who on the team gives you enough confidence to promote to head coach?
0: I mean, in all honesty – when he had a second coach get fired through HR, when he had a second coach that shows you he can't, you can't trust his judgment. The the guys he brings in are perverts or whatever. We're speculating, but if it's an HR issue, they probably are showing their dicks to some women personnel. He should have gotten the hook then. Mm-hmm. I mean, when has that ever happened before that assistants keep getting fired because of human resources? Right. Like, this guy's a mismanager, chronic mismanager. I don't care who you hire. I don't care if we bring Singletary in for seven games. Like, seriously, man, this guy has got to go if they lose to
1: Carolina. What about um, Leslie Frazier? What's he doing right now? I think he was sick. Or it took the year off. He was
0: Buffalo's D.C., I believe. And has taken the year off for personal reasons. no one said he's done anything egregious. He's maybe got health issues or something. he wants he I think the way that it was reported, he intends to come back in twenty four
2: hmm.
1: what about twenty three and a half? I think he's still under contract though with Buffalo. Oh damn it. I'm just trying to give out options here to how you would possibly do it there's just it's it's it's, just, it's not going to happen. Like PJ said, midseason fire is not going to happen. So, fuck, we're going to have to ride this out with this team. And just we're on the ropes, man, again. Got, you know, it's like I feel like every, every, it, it, these past two seasons has been like getting in the ring with Mike Tyson, you know? you're just waiting for that uppercut just you think you you think for a second you might have a shot and then you get to get that uppercut and you're done michael speaks yeah we gotta end this on a good note though because we have to win this game right i mean we are going to win this game at this
0: point i don't say we're going to win anything (laughs) like actually when we beat the raiders Aldo was going around asking everybody for their predictions, and I purposely picked the Raiders, and I never do that. It's reverse psychology to think (laughs) if I pick the Raiders, then they'll certainly lose. So I picked the Raiders to beat us 23-13. And so maybe if I predict Carolina to win, it somehow costs them a a victory and the Bears win.
1: I, I Dan, I'm right there with you, man. I love reverse psychology. It always seems to work for me too.
0: I don't know what works for us as the bear fans anymore, but
1: should we pick, should we both just pick losses right now? (laughs) My loss is with that asterisk or caveat that it's like, I
0: secretly want them to win or I'm just, I'm just saying this to try to help the bears, but maybe that's bullshit. And I have to accept I have nothing. I can't control it either way. I, I should stop being superficial or, Superstitious rather, and I can't wear this hat, this jersey, these draws, whatever. <laughs> like it's like just man, I don't play. It doesn't right. matter what I do. I can't
1: change it. So we don't know who's playing yet. This who the quarterback is, right? If you it's listen not- to DJ Moore <laughs> Sunday, it sounds like they
0: that he thinks it's gonna be Bajan. But if Fields practiced on Friday and can practice tomorrow. And, I mean, they said he's not in pain. It's all about the grip. If he's going to wear a glove and can grip it well, then you just have to worry if he's running. Can they peanut punch
1: it out on him? And he's really on a week of no actual practice. It's just mostly walkthroughs. So I mean, not like it's anything. You know, it would really matter. But wouldn't you rather have him making sure he can fully practice going into the first game he comes back from? If it were me.
0: Again, we're being hype. It's never going to be me. I'm not qualified. But if I were on the staff and I would have told Justin like last week when it was inevitable that he was going to practice on Friday, I'd have been like, bro, don't say anything, but start studying Carolina. (laughs) If you're good enough to practice, get a few days extra in on the Panthers Mm -hmm. and be ready to go and get us a win on Thursday. I mean, uh, that's I would be looking ahead like that. And, you know, keep it on the down low. There's no reason to tell Carolina yet. Let them have to prepare for both of them. Um, But that's what I would have done. I'd have been like, okay, you've obviously made it through a practice. We think you're pretty much ready. But just take a few more days to heal and play Carolina. And you'll be at home. And, you know, with theoretically the support of the Bears fans why put him in harms way at the superdome you know like with all that crowds to give him a few more days so to me it makes sense if he was ready to go sunday skip him a few extra days that that's the script i could write for you to say he's going to play against carolina
1: yeah i mean i think the, like what like what pj is saying here too it's like when if he comes back he'll be rusty so but wouldn't I, you rather him be rusty against a team you should beat anyway yeah i guess and maybe you can make up for that
0: cuz you're playing a one win yeah. team Versus putting him in and like, you know, against
1: a team that's going to sack him seven or eight times like the Saints could have. Yeah. Zach's saying, I think the risk reward is too high for Fields. If he wins, no one cares because it's a rookie QB. If he loses, it's turmoil because he lost to Young. Let Fields study Lions, get them twice in short order.
0: I can't necessarily read that from Zach and be like, oh, he's wrong. Right. So, I mean, it makes sense, but. If I'm Justin, and you have to believe in yourself, right? Mm-hmm. He has to know whether he wants to be like Trubisky and turn the TVs off or whatever. He has to know that right now, the dominant thought is he's not the guy. Mm-hmm. That's what the, the so called experts say. And, you know, that the Bears are going to have to move on from him. So he has to think, I better get in there and show them I can go so that i can stay
1: here but then again maybe he's like fuck it i don't care if i stay here or not <laughs> he, might, he might not want to i mean the media is just you know they're awful nobody wants to deal with this media in chicago and i say it like i'm, I'm in chicago but you know grew up there i know what it's like and, and if he might be done with it who knows he might be done with his whole coaching staff we jo- John Buffone and I were, and his brother Sam, we were joking that weekend.
0: It, it started out, I think I was the one that said it, but they thought it was really funny. I'm not saying it because it was my joke. And I don't even remember the context. Uh, but we were just saying a hypothetical situation. <laughs> He's like, Fields is so beaten down from all of this, he just comes out and tells the media, I've lost my faith in Jesus Christ <laughs> because of what's happened with the Chicago Bears. There can't be a God. I'm I'm dealing with this shit, your questions, and this terrible coach, and the terrible coach before that. Yeah, so,
1: and I'm going to go on what my third terrible coach here. Like, let me pick my team. (laughs) He's like Jesus
0: of Nazareth. Jesus of Nazareth is a fraud (laughs) because he's so beaten down and and depressed about what's happening. Oh man, I couldn't. I couldn't blame him. It's just amazing how this same circle of shit keeps happening Uh with you know Trubisky or Fields or, you know, Cutler never needed anyone to like him or pick him up. Like he didn't – like his confidence was there whether you thought he sucked or not. Um, He's a strong-minded guy is what I'm saying, but for the most part, it seems like – like I worry if Bajan plays. I know Bajan has shown that he's, you know, headstrong and stuff, but after all that failure in the Superdome Sunday – In the fourth quarter, if you're Carolina, why aren't you coming out playing man on him and disguising blitzes and playing the same way New Orleans did in the fourth quarter? And does that hurt Bajan's confidence because he shit the bed so terribly? Right. It had to have. That's what I'm saying. Like, it feels like – and before that, Rex was always kind of up and down with if he believed in himself. It's like the only guy that we really had that – since Jim McMahon, that was like, I don't give a fuck what anybody thinks is Cuddler, but he
1: didn't win enough. Jay Sanders, do you think that uh Mahomes is uh Chicago proof? Is he is he a Bears? Would he would he have been a Bears proof quarterback? Because I sometimes even wonder that myself. Oh,
0: I bet he he has no Super Bowl victories if he is drafted by the Bears. <laughs>
1: Here, in case anyone has not watched the show Quarterback on Netflix, it is awesome, and uh, they 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 show three quarterbacks, like Mahomes, Kirk Cousins, and um, Marcus Mariota. So it's like you got the best. Marcus Mariota? Yeah, you got the best. You got the middle tier, and you got the guy that was drafted high and should have been, you know, Patrick Mahomes with, with where he was drafted wise, right? Remember Ryan Pace wanted him terribly. Oh yeah, I don't know I talk No, I want to talk about that. So, it, it, but they go, just how they go into um, the, the Chiefs and Mahomes, they have a, uh, on Wednesdays, they get to have a section of practice where they make up their own plays. And then they hand this book of you know, sheet of plays that they made up to Andy Reed, and he picks his favorites from them and he adds them to the playbook. And for God knows how long that's been going on for now. I mean, that's just the one you know season of uh, quarterbacks that they showed. This could have been going on from day one. Half the playbook could be shit that they made up themselves.
0: Well, that's because they've got Nagies, the OC. They're like, well. No one on the team could be any worse than the bald fuck. So let's let's have them make plays up because this other guy is a fraud. <laughs> oh, Andy Andy God. likes him like Matt is like his friend with special needs or something.
1: I'm not even going to get into that. That's I have zero thought. <laughs>
0: he he likes Matt because he knows Matt couldn't earn a living without him. You know, like he he feels badly. He's like I've got to help
1: the little guy here too. You know. But but this kind of to my what I'm saying here is like, why don't they let why doesn't every team do that? That that just seems like it would be common sense for if I was running my own team or I've, I was offensive coordinator, that would be something that I would most definitely be doing. I agree. I wholeheartedly agree. If I were Getsy,
0: what Fields has been out since Minnesota. So what? Three games now, right? Three and a half games. hmm. During this time, I know he's a busy man, but I would have been talking to Justin while he's hurt and like, look, whenever you come back, let's figure out whether it's 50 plays, 20 plays, hundred plays, whatever it is, what, what is it that you want to run? Because my success is going to be ultimately determined by your success the rest of the way. We're both at this point We're both could be gone. So I would be like telling Justin, like, tell me what you want to run. I need to devise my entire game plan around what you think you're comfortable with, what you think you can execute, and let's do it. Like, right. I don't want you to
1: feel like I'm forcing you
0: into anything. If you want to do this or this or this, you tell me. Let's
1: do it. And furthermore, if you want to make up some plays, hand them in to me and I'll approve them to put on the in the playbook. Yeah, I yeah. think
0: maybe Justin <sighs> – for lack of a better term, because remember they were talking about him around the KC game. Well, he he's not playing freely. But I think that was the talking point. Then if you want him to play freely, I hate to use this term because it's been put on, on black quarterbacks as a negative, but maybe you play like it's, I don't want to say, like I said, a stereotypical, like a pickup game kind of thing. You know what I mean? Like you're just out there Mm-hmm. And just showing your athleticism and and playing, like you said, playing or what they said, playing free. I don't want to imply that Fields isn't good enough to do this or that because I'm not. But I'm just saying there's nothing wrong by trying to cater to his strengths the rest of the way. And if that's playing like a
1: pickup game or Sandlot game, then heck with it. Let's win. And we don't know what what's going on with, you know, uh, the play calling and what he's allowed to do and shit, but one would think that, he should have complete control over the playbook and want to audible in and out of his own plays. And there right. wouldn't be a set pl- uh, audible book that he has to choose from. If he sees it has to go to this running play or, or oh, the hot ruts over here on the, you know, the it's a deep dig. I see it right there. The safety's over here. We got it. Let him call it. Is he allowed to do that?
0: It de- if you want to believe the negativity that's out there, the the way people present it is he's not smart enough to read the defense. Not smart like he lacks intelligence, but his he doesn't have the ability. Uh, uh, he's, he's a smart guy overall, but listen, one of his detractors say left that the he's power. he has a difficult time reading defenses and can get confused a lot and can't get to his progressions. Now, I don't know if that's true because I'm not a coach and I'm not someone that's breaking down the film and all this, that, and the other. I'm saying that, to me, I would let him run what he needs to run or what he wants to do. Mm -hmm. Because at the end of the day, if it's like Fields versus the 11 guys, let's say the other team from Carolina, they're 11 defensive players and our 11 offensive players Out of all of them, Fields is probably, in an individual one-on-one in any sport, is probably better than every one of them, whether it's basketball or, you know, shooting, dunking, just running track, whatever. He's the best athlete of probably anyone that's on the the field at any given moment. So how hard could it be to use that guy's strengths when he's so much better than everybody else? Like, how hard could it be to devise a system to accentuate his talents? Like, yeah, I if I were Getzy, I would be thinking the quickest way for me to get viewed as a genius is to just let this guy play and let him play well. And they're going to give me credit for it. But yeah. I mean, all he's got to do is play the way he knows he can play. Everybody knows he's got the skill, the talent.
1: Like, so put him in a position to accentuate his talents. You're a defensive and, head coach, he's he, he said himself that he's been working. With Justin Fields and teaching him different defenses and things like why not let him have his own the offense just have their own time and practice to come up with their own plays against this defense against that defense. It's just it's it's it makes a thing. It's a thing of beauty. It makes perfect sense. Nobody's dissing him by the way P.J. Absolutely just, not. I think what he was saying was that the just the processing yeah, might not be. Yeah, right. yeah.
0: No, the reason I said the play free was because that was the terminology or the phrase that was used when he was struggling earlier in the year, and that even Justin said at the time he wasn't pray, playing freely. Mm-hmm. I, that's what I was brought it up. I was almost being facetious. Is that was a talking point in September? He uh, saying that he was that he was struggling, and we can't deny that he was struggling. He had two really good games, and I still think he's capable of playing great football. So, again, if I were Getzy, even if you're like, dude, what are your 10 favorite plays this week? Don't overcomplicate it. Just, you could run the same play out of different formations. You can rotate the side of the field. You could limit the playbook so there's no ability for him to get overloaded with it. And I'm not saying that he's getting overloaded and say Bajan isn't. But maybe that's the thing. Like, let us l- let me give a specific example. When we had Gary Croton as OC, you know, they were saying that, for one, he threw that wide receiver screen all the time, which is what we do now. But they were saying the playbook was too massive. And when, when John Shoup took over, he just simplified everything mm-hmm. and just said, look, we're going to do a power running game. It's not that difficult, but we can win doing that. We've got Anthony Thomas. We're going to pound the rock. That's who we'll be. We're not going to try to throw for 500 yards. We're going to be the fucking Bears and running the ball. Mm-hmm. So I'm not saying that's necessarily what we need to do here, but just simplify it. Just simplify it and let him play, let him run the plays he feels comfortable at. Mm-hmm. And don't make him memorize 200 fucking plays on, on a given Sunday because you run the same shit all the time anyway when everybody can see it's coming. Mm-hmm. so just let justin be the play caller fuck i, I mean yeah, that's old school right remember, <laughs> in, the, remember in the 80s 80s and 90s much. starting quarterbacks often called their own plays yeah that's pretty much what i'm saying yeah i would let, let justin call, there you go let justin call his fucking plays yes
1: and i think he couldn't do any worse neither could getsy right no, no getsy couldn't do any worse he could not do any worse than just letting Justin calls on fucking plays. Yeah. And I hope that PJ or anyone else doesn't think that
0: this is a, a knock on fields. It's defending fields. Or at least I'm trying to saying that this system is, is holding him back. It, like if you watched, this is an analogy, the and yeah, I used, I don't know if you watched the Lakers show on HBO winning time. Uh, it depicted how frustrated magic Johnson was with Paul Westhead's system. Because Westhead's system was like he had to run and play a certain spot and couldn't play freely. Couldn't play like it was a, you know, he was at the park and and all the things he did to win the title the year before and you know, quote unquote showtime. So in the end, he asked for a trade, he just couldn't fucking deal with this guy. Like Magic's character on the show said, Yeah, we're winning by four. But if we would just let if he would let us play the way we're capable of playing, we win by 20. He's holding us back. So that's what I'm saying is I feel like fields in some ways is magic stuck in a system that he knows he shouldn't be in that his talents supersede this garbage. So put him in a, a system that accentuates his talent and not don't. It's like, we're trying to force him to, to write left-handed here, but he's not ambidextrous.
1: He's right-handed. So let's let him play the way you, you get my analogies. Here? I get exactly what you're saying. Yes. you're you're uh, you know, he almost needs to – like. it seems like the perfect offense for Justin Fields is Wayne Font's run and shoot. Was it Wayne Font's or was it – Yeah, uh, Wayne yeah. was the run and shoot. That seems like the offense for him.
0: Just Or just if he's got coordinate. that glove on and, you know, if for some reason, like he really is having a hard time gripping the ball for the next week or two, th- three weeks, whatever, then you're getting Herbert back. Foreman has represented himself – acquitted himself really well. So just fucking hand the ball off. Let him fucking run the ball down their fucking throat. I mean, that's one thing the Bears seem to be pretty good at. You know, make him run out play action and run and, and roll out and, and do some of the zone read. Sure. But I'm just saying you don't have to put him in the shotgun every play either, you know, and just do what you're doing. Like the Bears can run the formings forming, I like forming me too. And Herbert played pretty well before he got hurt too.
1: I mean, I don't mean to disrespect Walter Payton by saying this, but sometimes he has, he runs with a little of that Walter Fury in him that I love to see. You know, he he plays offensive. He's 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 offensive. You know, (laughs) that's what was made Walter great. Just he wasn't defensive. He was offensive. Right, and not to deviate back to an earlier
0: talking point, but I just thought like an hour ago we're talking about the game. There was that sequence really late in the game where Foreman bust a big run and it's going to be like first and goal from the 10. And they called two holding penalties at the same time. Uh, and then there was a false start. So we go from like first and goal at the 10 to like second and or first and fucking 28 or something. It's just like that was the game right there. If Foreman, if that run just happens, they're probably going to score another touchdown there.
1: Mm-hmm. And, and like, just run the fucking ball behind Tevin Jenkins and Darnell Wright. Yeah. And then
0: you, you start worrying about them. You're going to crash down on the back. and the, Ooh, that's when Justin's gone in the open field. Catch him because you're not. And he's out. He's gone. And you get a little magic from last year. You mm-hmm. know, I'm not saying that's all he's capable of. But that That is not what I'm saying. I'm just saying if your strength is running the ball, then maybe now, let Justin hand the ball off for a little bit. Let him run it a little bit and let him throw a little bit. You don't have to put him in the shotgun and make everything about him. Like, you know what I'm saying? You're putting all the pressure on him mm-hmm. to play an offense that doesn't even cater to his strengths. So right. put him under center and hand the ball off and do what you do well. Run the ball. Yes. Blessing games and concussion protocol. Do we have somebody else that can come up and just hit somebody? Maybe put Roshan at fullback
1: for a week uh, uh Comet. so that's where you run the same set i guess we tried that yesterday
0: with uh tongan a little bit i don't or maybe mercedes uh, lewis maybe lewis
1: mercedes lewis is a guy you right
0: you go, there.
1: you go you a, go a two tight end two receiver set with a single back and then you can move in and out one of you can move mercedes lewis into full back you can you can uh audible you know line up the same every time and audible out of it and, and go in motion and change the plays in real time and just fuck with them out of under from under center the, the game, the whole game. Why is it yeah. so that
0: difficult? I agree. I so agree. It's just, it's just, I remember Baltimore was having a str- uh, uh, Jackson was having struggles early on with the Ravens. Cause they were trying to make him be Joe Flacco. Then the next season, they completely like, capitulated to him in every sense of the word. And, and the whole offense was built around him <laughs> and he's fucking NFL MVP, not saying Justin's going to be MVP, but I'm just saying you could take a little bit of success. Like that. what happened with Lamar? Cause they're just taking advantage of his unbelievable abilities. You could do the same thing with Justin. Mm-hmm. And that's not to say that either guy can't throw. I'm just saying, but that doesn't, either guy if we're talking about lamar and fields it, it, it doesn't
1: know, look like yeah they... I, I equated the the i equated this uh trump or not sorry the the uh the justin fields tyson bajin thing to like trump biden it's like you can't if if, if you have anything bad to say or like uh and just slightly uninformative to somebody that do not want to hear that coming out of your mouth about justin fields and or tyson bajin it's like our fan base is being divided by that right now Yeah, it's it's incredible. Yeah. Like somebody, I can't even, I don't
0: even want to say it doesn't matter, but uh, someone was on Twitter when all this begun. and was just saying like, anytime you criticize Justin, they were calling you prejudiced. Right. And it's just like, fuck, man. I don't want that smeared on me. But like I said, I have four fields jerseys because I love the guy and want him to succeed. But he's also he's also not Peyton Manning, and that's okay. I don't need him to be. But the Bears shouldn't try to make him be either because that's not his skill. It's not to say he can't throw the ball, but he's not a guy that's going to be in the shotgun every play in an empty backfield and throw for 450 yards, or at least that's the way it seems. Mm-hmm. And that's okay because everybody's not like that. That doesn't make him less than. That doesn't make him less than at all. I mean, fucking Trent Dilfer was a first-round pick that everyone said was a bum, and after, not when he was drafted, but said he was a bum, he was a bust, he would never ever amount to anything, and he won a Super Bowl. Like, that's all we need here, man. We don't need fields to throw for 500 yards a game. We just want to win the championship. If he doesn't throw for 200, if he doesn't throw him for
1: 400, I don't care. Just find a way that makes him comfortable. Come on, though. 470 yards and five touchdowns would be nice. It would be. You saw he he
0: he was throwing the rock all over the place with against Washington, but yeah. again he was rolling out every play, and yeah. that that's that's the Mike Shanahan kind of style. That's what Shanahan did with Cutler in Denver, and that's why he was successful. Like, you know, I mean, sometimes a quarterback needs the field cut in half sometimes, and that's okay. Mm-hmm. And his ability to to run, you know, frightens the defense so. You know, if he, run, he rolls out, you open up everything because is he running? Is he throwing it? You know, we don't know. And it just, it, it feels like we, we complicate this shit too much. I mean, I'm not a coach. Yeah, I'm yeah. never going
1: to be a coach, but. I mean, he's being spied this whole season. That's why he's not getting those
0: astronomical. So, so tell Foreman out. to go hit somebody, right. hit that hole. So if Herbert and Foreman keep hitting that hole. At some point you're you're going to be like, okay, are they going to keep running the back? And then boom, Justin's gone. Yes. Or Justin yes. rolls out. Oh, there's there's uh, DJ Moore touchdown wheel route. Okay, I'm That's good with that wheel too. Route. Yeah, we don't use our backs enough. Like you saw how San Diego was, uh, Los Angeles was using uh, what's his name uh, Ebner. No, um, Ebner's the guy we had. Uh, what's the little running back that they that they kept throwing the ball to against 30. us on Sunday night? Eckler. Oh yeah, Eckler was ca- Eckler had like what five, six, seven, eight catches. We don't we don't do that with our backs at all since Matt no. Forte. Yeah, now Forte would do that a lot, but we haven't done that
1: at all with our backs seemingly since then. Right, I know. Just uh, it's like one atrocity after the next. It's it's what Jesus, you know. It's like let's just have a crowd fund to get some fans going to run the team, and you know. We can do better than this coaching staff. How about run a fucking,
0: uh, some play calls that every other team runs that we we never run a slant at the goal line. Never. We never run. Why slants. not? We've got we got. You could bring Saint Brown's a big guy. I know he doesn't catch really well, but just saying, a big body receiver. Maybe that's DJ Moore, or maybe it's Comat. Run some slants down there, especially if it's Bajit who has. Less arm strength than Justin. Mm-hmm. You know, three steps, boom, balls out, hit him with the slant. We we never run that. We never, we, it's like we never do the basics that everybody else does.
1: Yeah. If if, if they're like, if, if there would have been a time to throw some slants, it would have been with Bajent in that game, right? The last couple I would of think years. so. Yeah. Get the Saints off tempo a little bit. So that, especially in that second half and when he, they're coming after him, like do some things like to get the ball out quicker. And he he has great timing and rhythm in his footwork, and the ball comes out of his hand really fucking quick. So you would think he would be able to throw that slant pretty nice. You know? We got burned many times by Rodgers, who oh. um, had had great footwork and could get the ball out of his hands quick. It felt like,
0: especially because Erlacher was getting older, I'm not bad-mouthing Erlacher here, but the early Green Bay days... It was either slant, slant, slant. And that's with Favre, too, by the way, the slant, slant, slant. But uh, Rodgers had two plays that we couldn't stop. A, the slant, and then he would always perfectly position the ball just behind Erlacher and before the, uh, the safety. You know, because Urlacher couldn't run backwards as quickly as he could in 2005 by 2010 or 11. So he would always perfectly place the ball – just over Urlacher's head and just before the safety in that cover two. Mm-hmm. And we couldn't stop it. We're like poor, pitiful Giants. We, they could. He could have told us that he was running that play, but it just pointed at it said, this is where I'm going to throw the ball. And we couldn't stop it. <laughs> we couldn't stop it. Absolutely yep. couldn't stop it. Yep. It's mystifying. I know. Because you you should know that's two plays that they always run, but we could not stop it. And like yesterday, I, I'm telling you, if that fucking guy, what's what's his name? The Saints, the get the guy that comes in with the trick plays. Oh my god!
1: Oh, this, some hill.
0: If this guy wasn't an NFL player, he'd be committing welfare fraud somewhere. Yeah. I, I, if, when he comes in, just be like, oh, this guy's gonna—he's he, running, he's running. Get ready, he's running. Everyone acts like they—they're so confounded, we can't stop him. Why the fuck not? Like, you know, what's coming. It's just, like remember when the wildcat got really famous there around 2008. What's the difference? The guy he's playing. Oh, he's in a quarterback position, but he's going to run.
1: So what tackle him? Well, the- it's
0: so hard to understand. Just fucking hit him.
1: On the touchdown that he threw, they 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 were totally fucking with the Bears on that touchdown he threw. They they brought in the defensive tackle to play fullback, and he uh, went out, uh,
0: smearing our faces and shit. At that, yeah, point.
1: right, no shit. And then he throws he throws a touchdown. He doesn't he doesn't even run it. It's like, <laughs> but all <laughs> the way down the field, like 80-90 percent of the time, when he was in there, he was going to take off
0: running. I don't know why, you know, why couldn't we be spying his sorry ass whenever he's going to take off running? Just fucking hit him. Mm-hmm. Like any time we played McNabb back in the day when he was with Philly, early on when, again, Donovan obviously had a, a decent arm, but early, early in his career, he ran a lot more than he did as he got older. And the Bears always played with a spy on him in those days. Now, he he really embarrassed us in that playoff game, but for the most part, they played, played him pretty well with a spy. Why not do that with that bum when he comes in? I just don't understand why the team is like, oh, we're incapable of – Tackling this fucking guy. <laughs> it's like, is that Walter? No, that's Taysom Hill. Fucking hit him. <laughs> it's Taysom Hill. He's a 33 year old man. Who gives a fuck? Hit this guy.
1: Yeah, man. Uh, it, Why can't you hit him? I just don't understand. You know, he's, you know he's if he's in the game, at the, if he's playing quarterback, something's gonna happen. So uh, let's be ready for that run, right?
2: Yeah, you know,
0: and Aldo has said it a bunch of times that he thought that you could put uh, Bajan and Fields in at the same time. And, you know, like the way they were doing Derek Carr yesterday with, with that fucker, Taysom Hill. Mm-hmm. And even if Justin was cool with that and was like, look, I can be, you know, just the super athlete all over the field and because he could be.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Uh, but even if he he was like, I can do that, I don't trust Getzy to to be able to know what to do with it. Getsy would just wouldn't know what kind of plays to call for him. Yeah, He'd be like, let's call a bubble screen for him. (laughs) The same one we threw to Mooney and now DJ Moore a hundred times. Let's just run that one to Justin. He would have no idea what to do. How
1: about the one that we threw to to Bayless Jones (laughs) this past week that he dropped and almost, they they almost thought it was a fumble. Remember that one? (laughs) Right. Yeah. Yeah. Which I thought, honestly, I thought we got away with that one right there. I thought he did fumble.
0: Uh, God. So We got lucky, and then stop the hate. I mean, okay, I'll be a hater then. Yeah, I think Taysom Hill's overrated. Good for him. He got paid in the <laughs> league. I can't take that away from him. But I do. I don't understand why the defense can't stop him. If he were so dominant, he'd be the starting running back. He's not. He's the guy that comes in and runs six, seven, eight times. And I don't understand why you can't stop him on those plays.
1: Robbie's saying, why don't they? Why do they? Why didn't they keep using Velas at running back? You know, it's this kind of goes to what I've been saying since they drafted him. He's to me, he's that slant guy, just hit him and yak, yak it. You can't just, catch, bada boom, bada bing, hit him in stride and let him yak it. it if you can hit him on a quick slant in open space, he, he I mean, he, he has to be able to catch that, right? Like, they haven't even no. tried it.
0: I have no? no, like earlier, the guy said he had no faith in Braxton. I have no faith in Vaylus at this point. His hands are so bad, they should almost make him a corner. <laughs> make him like the fourth or fifth corner if he's going to be on the team. <laughs> Special teams, that's it. But if it's in a pinch, he's the uh, corner.
1: What's up, DG Daniels? Evening, guys. Watching that fourth quarterback is ridiculous. Getsy forgot everything that worked early. The routes he had, receivers running late in that game, had clusters of defenders winning for picks. Yep.
0: I agree 100%.
1: Well said, my friend. Just
0: 100%.
1: Just a... Just... It's just... (laughs) I'm sick of making excuses. I don't even know what to say anymore, Dan. This team fucking sucks.
0: I hate hate agreeing with it, but I think we all can because, you like Parcells always said, you are what your record is. And under
1: Eberflus, we've just been god awful. Yeah, god awful. Five and twenty-one. It's worth. And the guy
0: started out two and one. Let's not forget that.
1: Yeah, and he was uh, undefeated in the preseason. So he was (laughs) five and one. (laughs) He started out two and one, and oh my
0: god! Then beat New England, and then a year and a half later, he finally (laughs) beat somebody else, which was uh, Washington, and then we beat the Raiders that's it god but you know we shouldn't have beaten lovey if you recall roquan had an interception real late in the game to help this because justin played terribly against the texans uh, but roquan saved the game that day it was like his best game as a bear he had like 15 tackles and that pick i agree ravi
1: sec game's bigger than nfl i don't get why Velas can adapt yeah but i know what you're saying dan yes <laughs> well, he needs to adapt somewhere else he's killing us
0: and now that st brown is going to be back i i would hope he's not dressing and just put tyler scott at kickoff oh st brown yeah forgot about him he's active again he and uh or he's eligible to be active mm. off of ir he and khalil herbert
1: ah uh, yes khalil will be uh nice to see as a change of pace back again. i just
0: hope that this doesn't cut in form i think foreman has shown <laughs> agreed he if they're going to make one of these guys inactive it should be roshan now i know roshan should be the future as your draft pick but Foreman's running the ball with some gas man and you need to win now fair Especially enough. if you're trying to keep your job if you're eber flus then Foreman has got the hot hand man like i i would have him with more carries than roshan at this point well,
1: if yeah the, the, he's he's the change of pace so i would put if it came down to inactives between uh, Foreman and Herbert at this point, it would, or I mean, Roshan and Herbert, it would be Roshan. Herbert the change of pace to uh, Foreman because Foreman has earned, he's earned he's been
0: the best pick pickup we've had in the offseason. Mm-hmm. I tell you, another guy that hasn't been getting a lot of credit is that Edwards, uh, not Edmonds, but Edwards, the one from the Eagles, the linebacker. That dude's a tackling machine, man. Like he's getting like 13, 14 tackles a game. Tj Edwards yeah look at his stats his like he's I'm not saying he's making spa- splash plays but he's tackling his ass off
1: they're combined tackles but yeah
0: either way I mean like this guy was what a sixth seventh round pick and yep. uh, we signed him from Philly like again he's like he's earning his money I think but Foreman has probably been the best free agent in my opinion that we that we signed in terms of what he's showing mm-hmm Edmonds at times looks disinterested. I mean, I, I didn't want him hurt at all, and it looked bad. And we've lost the other Dan.
1: That's a good point, Cliff. There's Dan. Okay. I, I don't know what just happened. I was clicking on chat and I like popped myself out. You're like Luke Getze. You're just like, I've lost track of this game. <laughs> He's like, I don't know what's happening right now. <laughs> Foreman should play against his former team. Well said, Mayhem. Yes. Yeah, he, I he agree. He well, better. He's he's been running with authority. Looking good, man. Zach Sain is worried about Roshan since his con, since the concussion. Uh, same here with uh, uh, Brisker, right? brisker's all man he's always hurt, and
0: i thought it was worse than what because again i was at the raider game but right there in the end zone where he got hurt on that two-point conversion really late in the game like i was talking to jay bonds and you know they went to commercial didn't even acknowledge it and i was like dude he's laying down on the turf right now he's like are you fucking kidding me i was like no he's like they didn't even say it on the tv copy but he laid down in the end zone for five minutes Mm -hmm. It's just like, I thought then, oh man, it's a concussion, but they said he was going to be okay and then called it an illness. And then, then Mm. after the illness, it was a concussion. It's who the hell knows? These guys lie more than John Fox.
1: I mean, dude, I mean, it's, it's a blow to the head, man. It it, it could make you ill for a while. I mean, they said, what's, what do they say? Like not to go to sleep.
0: Yeah. And you got to get in a dark room and. Yeah, so you're sensitive to light.
1: Yeah. It's I mean, and they've already shown with all the you know recent crap that's come out on it that's not it's not to be taken lightly. So it seems like everyone's missing at least a game now. I I don't know if it's a rule or not, but uh I am not sure if I don't think it is, but most players have missed at least a game, which makes sense. So it's a little especially confusing. if
0: you look at the struggles that two has had with them. Right. and he went back in the game and and probably shouldn't have and
1: mm-hmm. so i mean let's just hope he's okay uh you know we got uh, chat saying um right what was it robbie saying is we need we need to draft a couple more safeties i think we might have to because number four uh, is gone he's yeah. there's just no way around it he's gone <laughs> Robbie Sanborn hits people. <laughs> yes, He, he does. does. And he does, man. Yes, he does. He is a fucking tackling machine. That's why I'm saying maybe you leave him in the middle at the mic and you
0: you put uh Edmonds and he comes back at like the wheel. Yeah, I mean maybe. We've paid Edmonds too much money. I mean, he's gonna get he's gonna be playing when he comes back. I mean, and I think he is a good player, but it just, I don't know, man. He, I haven't seen him play with the fire that Sanborn played it with yesterday. That's for sure. Mm-hmm. I mean, and I thought when Edmonds came in, I was like, oh, that will be a good signing because, uh, you know, he's, he's won all these games with Buffalo. He knows how to win. And maybe that's contagious with leadership, leadership. I thought he's a good player and he can teach these young guys how to win and maybe he will ultimately but right now his returns on his acquisition haven't been too high i would think
1: i mean sanborn when he got plugged in the middle as a rookie he was playing better than uh edmonds in this in his first year of this defense so yeah he he just steps right back in and he's looking just like where he left off last year yeah he
0: just got hurt late in the year that what he break his arm or something uh Ankle or something, I think. Something. It was something. Yeah, he had an injury okay. like week 15, somewhere. there. He missed like the last three or four games.
1: AC Adams saying he wants to see Terrell Smith get free safety reps if JJ uh, 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 if JJ gets signed. So uh, he takes over Eddie Jackson's spot. That might be uh, actually a pretty good uh, move there, AC. He's got mono right now, which is, I mean, can't be good. So if he loses a little bit of weight maybe he goes to free safety. I don't know. That's a interesting thought. Yeah. <laughs> Crickets. Well, I I
0: can't say that he's wrong, you know, but Oh man. Well, we are Go ahead. I was just going to say he has played well when he when he was in there earlier this year. Yeah, obviously not at safety, which is what he's
1: saying. But I, I can't say that's a bad idea for sure. There's a lot of mono going around lately, and a lot of Achilles tendons being torn lately, right? Just seems. I wish like...
0: Getzey would get mono and have to give up <laughs> play calling for a couple games.
1: And then tear his Achilles. I don't they... want
0: him to tear his Achilles. I mean, that's okay. a lot to put All on right. somebody. Fair but enough. yeah, I, I would maybe a little mono, maybe a little chlamydia, something. <laughs> To to make him not be <laughs> on the <laughs> sidelines and have to let the play calling go to somebody else. <laughs> yeah. The way we wanted, like when Nagy was like giving it up to Bill Laser, but then he wasn't, and then he is, you know. Like, stop calling the plays, you bald fuck.
1: And mm-hmm. that's what we need now. We're Getsy to stop calling this bullshit. So I think the consensus is based on the uh title of today's show that this coaching staff is uh, adios, right after this season. We can agree it's not really; it, it can't really happen midseason. Nobody to replace anybody. I uh, see. I disagree.
0: Uh, if he loses to Carolina, you give somebody else a week and a half to get ready. But, but okay, I, I, I won't wait, die. Wait. I won't die on that hill. But I will say, if I had to bet my my house on whether or not the coaches are gone or coming back, they're gone. If I'm having to bet something, but you know, yeah. maybe you can put together a, a streak here. Mm-hmm. I mean, the schedule isn't as daunting in in some regards and you know, he's never won two games in a row, Iberflus, but maybe somehow you can get on a streak and get hot. And then maybe that's how you save your your gig, and then you can still make adjustments in the off. Like remember, Lovey had Terry Shea, and he was like, ah, oh, this isn't working, and brought Ron Turner back. So maybe they could go on some kind of run, and and uh, the Bears say, okay, this is Ibrahulus. We're going to give you another year, but we're bringing in a big name assistant to run the defense, and in you know in case you fuck up, we got a guy that can be coach, and we're we're changing this offensive coordinator too. You could do that. You could say you can keep your job, but we're getting rid of your assistants because they're no good. Okay. Fair enough. If for some reason they go on a big run, you could still say, Getsy's being replaced if you wanted to, and you're going to bring in a big-name D coordinator that could take over the coaching gig if need be.
1: And you have to hire Josh McCown to be your offensive coordinator. <laughs> or Josh McDaniel.
2: <laughs> <Daniels>.
1: <laughs> but i don't know about that either i'm just being sarcastic i mean josh mcdaniel is a uh, he's a, or mcdaniels is a better offensive coordinator than he is a head coach right i would think so uh i i don't like him i don't like that guy at all he was
2: can't obviously stay.
0: got caught in a bunch of lies which is what cutler wanted out of denver for he said this guy lies to me every time
1: he talks to me and i stand that guy well he comes from the uh Belichick coaching tree. Yep, where they lie, cheat, and steal. So you know
0: the one guy from that coaching tree that I liked, it seemed like he was a good guy, like a big lovable Teddy Bear. Was that Romeo Cornell? I always thought Romeo I don't see him being a piece of shit like all the other guys. <laughs> like when Romeo was in Cleveland, they went they went ten and six one year and didn't make it didn't <laughs> right. make the playoffs. I always thought he was a little bit better than he got credit for.
1: Pep Hamilton is coming up. From a lot of people. He no, was with the
0: Bears before, man. Yep, like, Rex was here, and then Cutler told him he was a bum and he wasn't working with them. So that's true. Yeah. <laughs> He's like, who is Pep Hamilton? That's not my <laughs> fucking uh, quarterback coach.
1: And Mark, what, uh, marts was a jag bag. God, that fucking guy's a jag bag. You know, because of him, we traded. We had we had been bitching and moaning about tight end, you know, for however many years since Ditka. And we finally get Greg Olson, and then we trade him because of this jag bag. <laughs> and then he, if he retired with the same stats he has right now, he'd be like three times over the best wide receiver, even though he's a tight end that the Bears ever had. He'd have every single receiving record. Fuck you, Mike
0: Marts. Another one that we just traded for nothing in that era, it was a little bit before that, but also to Carolina, was Chris Harris, our safety. After the Super Bowl, we gave him to Carolina for nothing. It's like our young safety was doing well back there, but let's just fucking get rid of him for nothing. And obviously the Olsen trade, I guess if I'm playing devil's advocate, they traded Olsen for a third-round pick, and that third-round pick was later used in the Brandon Marshall trade. I mean, that's all I got for you. It was a stupid trade. I love bringing in Brandon Marshall, though. Yeah, of course. You do. <laughs> but Brandon Marshall is the best wide receiver we've ever had.
1: He was when he showed up, and he has been since he left. I mean, uh, he did great things for us while he was with the Bears. So, yeah, he's a,
0: another guy that's just misunderstood in so many ways, I think.
1: Yeah. Greg Roman for OC, may I'm saying. Uh, who could disagree with that?
0: Look what he did for Lamar. That's what I'm saying. Like he was able to say, what can we do to make this guy's talent shine? <laughs> let's not make him play something that he's going to struggle at. Just let's let's make the offense about him.
1: And that's that's what the Bears should do. The rest
2: let's of the why, a,
0: why not?
1: Why not? I, I, I tell you what. Let's start a petition for Jim Harbaugh and get all the Bears fans to sign it. And then... Everything will fall in place from there. I have faith in Jim. Jim
0: took the 49ers to the Super Bowl. Hell, maybe for some reason Vic gets let go in Miami and he could bring Vic Fangio back and have him as the DC. And Jim we trust. (laughs) But then again, if you bring Vic back, you got to play a 3-4. Yeah,
1: no, no. We have to to maintain the 4-3. Just get somebody that can run like a hybrid. We'll just draft some players that can we can add to it right because uh you know montez sweat could probably play outside linebacker in a three four
0: right i think so i I don't want to fuck with him i want him to be comfortable and rushing the passer from the dn spot And, and at this point can we please bench justin jones i'm sorry he doesn't do anything and if we're gonna struggle at least let the kids that we drafted struggle Right. You know, Dexter or uh what's 96's name. I always forget it. Um no, uh, yeah, yeah. One of those two dudes, man, should be eating up the minutes in the middle. Yep. Uh in place of Justin Jones, in, in my opinion. I agree. It seems right. at this point you you gotta you gotta say you did something with those. They were, what, second-round picks? I mean, come on, man. you got to utilize them. Right now, we really don't know what we have with them.
1: Right. I'm right there with you, man. And what is Justin Jones doing? Psst. Nothing. Let's play the rookies more.
0: At least up front. And then maybe uh, your Billings is obviously playing really well against the run. He got rewarded for it. You have to think Sweat's going to be better. And I don't know what is doing. It's just like... If you're averaging like eight, nine sacks a year, why is it when you come to Chicago, you can only get one? fucked, man. It always happens to us when we get a pass rusher. Oh, Julius Pepper signed. Ah, it's like he was great in Carolina. He was great in Green Bay. He was so-so with the Bears. <laughs> <laughs> Khalil Mack, we got this great. Oh, he's okay with the Bears. Yeah, he's okay. He's not Khalil with the Raiders, that's for sure. It's like whenever we get a pass rusher, other than robert quinn's one year they're never good here
1: that was my worry but oh i'm no. not saying the sweat's not going to i mean gonna, he's he's going to be a solid player for us but we're just not ready we're not we're not in win now mode so well if they if they were able to determine or ascertain that uh
0: there was nobody in the second round next year that was going to be as good as this guy you had to trade for him because someone else was going to Mm-hmm. If that's the guy you targeted, then – but, you know, if you miss on this too with the second-round pick, the way you did Claypool, then you're – like this is like a big deal for – no pun intended for, – for polls. Like if he's missing on all these second-round picks, that could be the the catalyst for his the, his termination
1: at some point. Because the second-round picks are really the golden picks of the draft, especially when you have high ones. Because right. everyone's resetting their draft board for day two, and they're willing to give up some shit if their one of their guys is on the board still. So you you give up what essentially is the final pick in the first round last year, and not saying it was a, a bad trade, but you know you're giving up another high. But it was to my worry, which is we're not ready to win now. So why go giving up draft capital? You know, for for what's going to eventually be a high, most likely a high second round draft pick for a player that's in his prime, ready to win now when we are not.
0: But maybe you are next year. Maybe it's another draft cycle, another free agent cycle. Maybe they are. Maybe that means a new coach. But I think Paul's wants to win now. Of course. Maybe maybe we can't win now, but I think the trade, he, he made a bold trade. To try to make us better,
1: and for that, I applaud him. Polls is two thirds of the way through his his process of, of of being ready to win, and maybe I wish
0: he would take back the north like he promised. Maybe, exactly.
1: <laughs> maybe all the losing uh, two years in a row with the, with the combination of draft picks gets you, you know, in the door next year, and then you start winning in you know next season. But man, it's it's. For all the optimism we've all been putting out for this team, it doesn't feel that way. It does. Right now, it does not. Sad. Well,
0: yeah, yeah. yeah I, I, that's true. But, it, you know, it, it, a turnaround could happen quickly. Like, look how impressive the Giants were last year, winning a big playoff game on the road, blowing out the Vikings who had won 13 games. And then now they're just awful. They re signed Daniel Jones. It looked like he was. Not that I was ever some big advocate of Daniel Jones, but they thought they found their guy and he had a good year, and now they're terrible. So it's a it's a year-to-year league in some instances. Think about it. Oh one Bears, 13 and 3, 4 and 12 and 02. Right. So I mean, they're but turnarounds.
1: If if we're ready to be a 13 and three team and then be a 12 and 4, you know, or whatever, you know, 13 and 5, 4 team or whatever then fine but i don't want another flash in the pan obviously we probably wouldn't be that with if justin fields continues to develop and we we build in this next draft yes that would be where we're uh, we're hoping to be right right so you're right it's possible i'm just you know the the fucking losing dan is just getting to me and um Oh, it's painful because when you're watching
0: the game, you can feel it slipping away even though there's still hope and you just know that it's, oh. you're not going to win.
1: But this last game was such a tease because it was just like, we're still seven points away. We're still seven points away. There's there's two minutes left. Uh, they missed the field goal. They missed it. They missed the field goal. That's the game. Oh, uh, Did I anybody else win. feel sick
0: when Santos hit the upright? Because I, I immediately thought of Parky and Philly and – Uh,
1: I was so so happy to see their kicker hit the other, the opposite. That's
0: what I'm saying. Yes,
1: yes. We've got a shot. (laughs)
0: And then we come out empty backfield in a shotgun and just (laughs) Jesus fucking God. I know there's no timeouts, but you don't have to put it in. I mean, neither quarterback (laughs) has been successful in that formation. Mm -hmm. Neither guy, but he can't recognize it. He's blind to it. It's just, it's maddening.
1: I know. well let, let's let's wrap up this show because i do have to get to bed it's yeah you
0: said uh, we were going to do one hour you you lied I, uh, <laughs> i'm kidding I, you
1: i was having way too much fun talking to you my friend it's yeah
0: fun. yeah me too man i was thinking at the time i was like i like this one hour thing it'll get me home sooner and blah 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 uh because i know you you're taking more uh hours in the morning now and Blah blah blah. So I thought this will be great, but here we are two and a half hours later almost.
1: (laughs) It's only two hours and eight minutes. We can keep it from being two and a half.
0: Okay. Very well. (laughs) Well, my final thoughts are please beat Carolina. Please Uh, please beat Carolina. Even if it's Bajant at quarterback, it would be more exciting for me personally if Fields were winning. Uh that's just me. But if even if it's Bayent, just either guy that's in there, run the fucking ball. Let, let Foreman and, and Herbert do their thing and, and then mix in play action. And I think they can be successful and throw a slant for God's sake. <laughs> throw a fucking slant. Yes, please throw a slant. <laughs> Nightmare scenario. Nightmare scenario. We lose the game. Oh God, I don't even want to say it. To former Bear Eddie Piniero with the field goal.
1: Oh, God, Eddie Panero's on. This. Are you Dan? <laughs> you're telling me Eddie fucking Panero's on this team? He's
0: their kicker. Uh... you remember when Robbie came back as a 49 year He had like five kicks in one game on us. We, yeah, but Eddie's not Robbie. Oh, I shouldn't have said that. <laughs>
1: I mean, how many times do we talk about the revenge games? Ah, no, no. Knocking on wood. I don't think Khalil
0: Mack had a sack on us, though, in L.A., even though the Chargers won, clearly. But I don't think Mack did anything specific. He followed Bajan into the end zone where they were trying to do that old play that Denver used to run where Elway would go and catch a touchdown from the running back. Uh, and Mac followed uh, Bajan into the end zone and broke that up. But other than that, he didn't have a big sack game on us.
1: Yeah, I want to. Uh... <laughs> Cliff, thank you. I'm going to hit reset after the show is over and leave a comment. It helps. You guys have any questions or comments? Yeah, I want you guys to, guys, after the show's over, just hop in the comments section. Just ask, like, put in there who you want to be our net. You, you have to agree that Fluce is getting fired. So who's who do you want to be our next head coach? Whether it's Harbaugh, whether it's uh what's the wait, guy right wait, here's
0: another question. Are there any like Eberflus, like diehards or like, no, this guy, you all just don't know how good of a coach he is, and is like impassionedly, you know, because there's always those guys on Twitter that'll be like, I know more than you. Mm-hmm. You don't know how good Fields is or someone specific or whatever that'll tell you that you don't know what you're talking about and that You know, this guy is so much better than what you think. Are there any people like that that think Eberflus is the guy? That's a question. That's a great question. There can't be. (laughs) be, (laughs) Maybe (laughs) (laughs) Eberflus' nephew or something's listening.
1: (laughs) (laughs) He's like, Matt's a great fucking coach, you assholes. (laughs) He's He's the best coach you guys have ever had. You just don't know it yet. But uh, but seriously, it helps out a lot, guys, with uh, just comments, the likes. um, You know, obviously you're subscribed. So leaving just a comment, just saying Harbaugh or uh, fluce, love Floose or whatever. Or (laughs) nobody sucks. These two Dans are assholes. Just whatever. It it helps out the show. So uh, thanks for bringing that up, Cliff. That that really does make a big deal. So we do want to thank you guys, everyone in chat tonight. I mean, seriously. Uh, PJ Ravi Walter Raging Oracle Zach Sullivan. Uh, it goes on and on. AC Adam Cliff Victoria. If I haven't already said your name, Mr. Mayhem Mo Bierman, Unapologetic Truth. DG Daniels Foster. What's up, my guy? Love hey, all you guys. Ah, uh, yeah, there was a I think James Ford was here earlier. Gerald Ford was here earlier. Yeah, Gerald Ford's brother James. <laughs> uh, it's too far to go up another two hours, but you guys all know who you are. Thank you so much for joining us tonight, man. It really, um, you guys are the reason why we do this. So, I mean, we're gonna get through this, guys. We're gonna get through this. There'll be there'll be brighter skies soon. I've been saying that shit since Wani was coach. Since, uh, Me too.
0: <laughs> oh man, when Kramer he broke his neck. But you know what? We traded for Rick Meyer. Uh, you know, maybe he was a rookie of the year yeah. in '93. Maybe.
2: <sighs>
0: yeah, exactly. <laughs> we drafted Cade McNown, man, first round out of UCLA. Maybe he Okay, um, say Cade McDowell. Oh, god, yeah, yeah, we drafted Cade, man. We got a young <laughs> quarterback, maybe, maybe he's the guy we drafted. This younger, this power back named Rashawn <laughs> Salam, who had a really good rookie year. Oh, man, he didn't Let's do not anything forget else. About
1: that one great pass that Cade McDowell had, he had several. Remember that one? Passes. Yeah, he had like two or three.
0: And his last pass ever in the NFL was on Christmas Eve in 2000 when he threw. Uh, I can't remember who caught it, but he set up Paul Edinger to knock the lions out of the playoffs on Christmas Eve Edinger from 54 yards. Cause Shane Matthews got hurt. They brought Cade in and he led the drive and then he never played another down.
1: You forget that the next, the next game he came in and he played two downs at the end of the game and threw one more pass.
0: No, so that was week 17 there in 2000 <laughs> I'm just on kidding. Christmas Eve. We, we eliminated <laughs> Detroit. That was the last game of the year. Uh, Everyone thought it was a formality that Detroit would make it because they were playing the sorry ass Bears. RW McQuarters had a big day, uh, a, a pick and uh, a strip sack. Loved RW McQuarters, man. Loved him, man. Made Curtis Enos. We got Curtis Enos. We got this
1: big power back. That hey. didn't
0: really work out.
1: Hey, man. Let's not forget he played the game on a on a torn knee, and he was kneeling on it on the sideline at the end of the game, like before they took him out. What a stud, right? Right. Let's buy into Curtis Enos. Yeah, Curtis and then
0: penis. and then again, Cutler and uh, um, Martellus Bennett and Brandon Marshall and Alshon, oh, oh, Matt Forte, and none of this Cedric shit ever ben, amounted ben, to ben, anything.
1: Cedric Benson, what a great pick that was over. Yeah, over Cedric, ben, the
0: late Cedric Benson, and don't forget second uh, second pick in the draft, Mitchell Trubisky. Or oh. how about Kevin White?
1: Oh, Kevin White. All these guys, they were God. supposed to
0: be great for us. How about Shay God. McClellan? How about Dan
1: Bazine? Oh, that guy <laughs> was great. Yeah, wow. I hadn't thought about that one, but yeah. I remember thinking, God, this guy was great in college. Can't wait to see what he does with the Bears. He was pretty good, wasn't he? What about that guy that could jump out of the pool? Yeah, I don't think he did anything with us. Did you even make the oh, team? Man, that guy was a stud.
2: <sighs>
1: Good stuff. What's up, Charles Johnson? I forgot to mention you, by the way, Raging Oracle. Thanks for joining us. Thanks for joining us, Charles. A little bit late. We're trying to wrap up the show, but we can't shut the hell up. Yeah, yeah we're talking about all, all these
0: talks. great bears, these
1: great draft picks. Uh, Kevin White was just my favorite, though. Bye. I I I I was pissed off the moment that happened and I had never I was even more pissed off from that day forward. Well never don't like forget
0: that. that great draft pick we had that center that was Kyle Long's teammate in college. Boy, he's really gonna solve our center
1: problem. Oh god. Um, <laughs> what's his name? What's his name? Come on, it's right there. Gabe
0: Creamy. Somebody said Gabe Creamy. No, here. no. Gabe was earlier. Like 2010, 09, somewhere through there. Yeah, yeah. No, no, not Gabe. Uh, I, I can see him in my head. Gilbert's the guy that jumped out of the pool. I think PJ's yes, got that. PJ. Yeah. Chris what Williams? That? Hironis Grasso.
1: Thanks. Thank you, Jamari Riddick. Thanks for joining us. There's your pick.
0: <laughs> or, again, I uh, know we're trying to wrap it up. Eddie Jackson's another guy. Like Nathan Vasher, as soon as he, he got paid, he never did anything else ever. Mm-hmm. They Matthew. called him the Interceptor, and I don't think he had one pick after he got paid. Eddie Jackson has done nothing since he got paid. Nothing.
1: Oh, Joaquina Glacius—that's another. Hey, at least
0: great. he was a good interview.
1: Yeah, he was. But yeah, you're right. He he has done shit since that pick. He became an interceptor and then didn't intercept shit since then.
2: <laughs> no.
1: And you see him this weekend, like. Uh, trying to knock the ball out of what's his name's hands like get in there peanut punch that thing dude what's this
0: you know you know what i mean i don't know if eddie's that flamboyant (laughs) like you're projecting, (laughs) projecting but yeah he just seems soft as butter now that's for sure
1: eddie will not be here next season unapologetic truth says i i hope you are correct
0: yeah, Jim Harbaugh should say, number four was my jersey. That pussy's not in tight. He can't wear my old jersey number. He's out of here. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Remember, Eddie was 39 at one point, and so yep. was Curtis Enis, who changed 39 and went to 44 by the end. Yes, he did. Which I like a back-wearing 44, or like a John Riggins, like power fucking football kind of like guy. You. Everybody's like 20, 21. I like a big... Forty, like Le, LeGarrette Blunt, yeah, or, or Tyrone Wheatley when he's with the Raiders, running over motherfuckers wearing forty-seven. Yeah, I was like, what? A, that's a number I want. Forty-seven, yeah. run that's over somebody. Number. Yep, but it's a guy that's coming in. He was going to flatten your fucking ass, when oh, yeah. you, you're not going to run over him.
1: <laughs> All right, Danny boy, let's wrap this shit up, guys in chat. Thank you so much for joining us. We love you guys. You guys will make this makes this go around. Do us a favor, get in the comments after this, and just tell us who you want the next head coach to be because obviously this regime is a shit show. It's a dumpster fire. It has to end. It's going to end. We would love to hear your comments about who you want as the next head coach. And I know be. who you want. And it does help the, the the channel. So thank you.
0: And despite all this Harbaugh advocacy, the guy you really want is Lovey Smith. <laughs> <laughs>
1: You it, it, even if they 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 got Harbaugh, you would still be pounding the table for Lovey Smith as defensive coordinator yourself.
0: Oh man, if you brought Harbaugh and Lovey in, I, I would like be beating my dick at fifty miles per
1: hour. <laughs> I want nothing to do with fifty. <laughs> <laughs> I want I want nothing to do with Lovey Smith anymore, man. He's he's he's. I'm moving on from him. I want Jim Harbaugh and his own guys. Who's the Real quick, who is that the San Francisco defensive coordinator? Ran a, ran a pretty good 4-3. Been out of the league for a little bit now.
0: Uh, you're talking about the guy whose dad was coached there in the 70s? Um, no, I mean, maybe. Can't think of his
1: name. Um, Hi, Cliff. <laughs> I'm realizing my one head is waving a lot, right? Because I'm I'm hanging out of the mouse with the other one.
0: Or as the Canadians would say, a mouse. Nolan. Nolan. Yeah, his dad his dad was Dick Nolan, who took the 49ers, I think, to three straight NFC Championship games in the early 70s. They just ran into Dallas every year. Yeah, and they were talking Mike Nolan, but his dad was Dick Nolan.
1: So is that what you mean, Cliff? He wants to see the Eddie Jackson hands again? yeah nolan i would like to, i mean he's been out of football for a while now but i mean maybe he can make a comeback he's got to be could
0: all you right. imagine the personalities jim harbaugh head coach his offensive coordinator john groden <laughs> <laughs> talk about the pressers that'd be great <laughs> must see tv put them on uh hard knocks then for sure
1: yeah <laughs> all right danny boy we got to go it's great all talking right. to again my friend guys in Let's chat do
0: next monday and hopefully we'll have a win to talk about
1: we'll see you next monday at 10 p.m eastern time we'll be talking about a win over the a huge win over the panthers if not then it's gonna be a it's gonna be a depressing show it's gonna be i'll just have to rename that one to um bears fan therapy uh 3.0 because maybe Patriots we just
0: fans. skip the show and get drunk yeah <laughs> oh, <shit. laughs>
1: We'll just hang out here and drink and not even talk about the bears. <laughs> <laughs> then I can go piss in Aldo's front yard like a total asshole.
0: <laughs> yeah, the only problem with that was Mrs. Gondia was oh,
1: very I know. unhappy. Trust me, trust me. I'm... Does she eat? Uh... I'm thinking about uh, getting him like a Gibson Steakhouse card or something because I feel that bad. <laughs> I think that would be a great idea. Oh yeah, I'm I'm gonna do something nice for him because that was very rude of me. Aldo's gonna have surgery again on Wednesday. I, by the I know. Yeah, hopefully. In our thoughts and prayers, Aldo. Hope that uh, that surgery goes well. You're gonna be on tomorrow night with him, though, right?
0: I am. I just fuck, man. Uh, Aldo's like, you know, he just can't get a break. Yeah. I hope that this is like what fixes it, and there's no more stress for
1: him. Yeah. Me too, my friend. Well, All right, let's do a show Monday next we'll see, week. We'll see you next Monday at 10 p.m. on BCP. You can check, check out Dan and Aldo tomorrow night on the Barham Network, and we'll end this shit on a one, two, three bears. Ready? One, two, three. Bears. Bears. I'm not even ready. Here we go.